Welcome, Derek, number 29. Um, have you ever ridden a bike in your life? Um, what kind of bike? Like a motorbike. Um, yes, I've been on a motorbike before. Oh, no, I was hoping you'd say no. So that I can just be like, well, today we're not going to talk at all about that. And I we're going to... I didn't I didn't ride it, though. I was a passenger. Oh, you're a passenger. You've been on a yeah. bike. Okay, oh, so you didn't... Pillion special. You have two pillions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I don't know, dude. I don't think a Yamaha scooter counts, does it? I guess not. I mean, it counts, but it's not like the same feeling yeah and not the same capability you can't exactly do long rides on it well i rode from um ho chi minh to um hanoi on one so that's pretty how long, long distance. Of, how long of a ride is that pardon how long of a ride is that oh that, that was a few weeks that was a few weeks every day okay um, it was, a pretty, it was a pretty strong scooter. Like, it was stronger than my friend's Yamaha motorbike, but we did get, like, some old old ones for, like, 300 bucks. <laughs> he kept breaking down every city, so it made for some good adventures. Nice. <laughs> so, shout out to Kai Seyfried. <laughs> Kai what? Seyfried. That's his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, any other motorbike experience? No, not besides that. You didn't have to use a helmet, did you? In, I didn't, in, but in, I in did. Vietnam. I, I don't think it was a helmet that would be appropriate for here. It was just like a little... Just a top hat. It was like a top hat. Yeah. And um, that, it had a star on it. Yep. A little blue star. and Yeah, it was probably made for go-karting. <laughs> Maybe not even then. Uh, yeah. Probably for downhill mountain biking. That's about it. Yeah, probably. I still have it somewhere. I brought it over. That's yeah. Like memories. Nice. So, moving on from bikes, you know, because like every episode, there's like someone that has got something to do with bikes. I reckon you're probably the first person that has nothing to do with bikes. I mean, Ali kind of did because she's around them all the time and she pillions with me so i guess you're even more removed from that at least not recently mm, mm. so yeah I, I mean we didn't really talk about bikes nah. only towards like the, the end last four minutes we mostly okay. discussed porn and gordon ramsay <laughs> very um yeah unusual topic selection Mm. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I don't know if she did either. Selected. They just. Oh. Well, it's good that you guys got that out of the way. Oh wait. Did you want to? <laughs> did you want to try the shisha? Oh, I'm all good, bro. Thank yeah. you for now. Jesus. Ooh, damn. It's <laughs> gonna sound terrible later. It's all good. I'm sure you got some beautiful editing skills. Oh no, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it in there just to show people um, how shit I am now, and then how s- somehow oh, much better later you're not shit at all dude dude just a working progress dude listen to the first episode it's amazing i listened to the first episode did you yeah the whole thing the whole thing what yeah it's the only episode i heard okay (laughs) besides a little a bit of little feet in the in the episode with ellie did you like little feet 
It was unusual. Yeah, was yeah. Unusual. I feel it was nice. That's kind of that's kind of the vibe that I I like to keep. I don't I don't try and make it too like forcefully professional. Mm. Even though, like, I've had people come in and go, oh, you know, what's the topics? And it's like, do you say that when you talk to someone? Like, hey man, <laughs> what's the topics for tonight? No, just let the fucking thing happen. And it's going to happen, you know? Just let it flow. So, what have you been addicted to in the past 10 years? If if you have. If you haven't, what would you like to get addicted to? Mm, I've probably been addicted to gains. Huh? Gains. Gains. Yeah. Gains. Explain yeah. that. Just being addicted to going to the gym and trying to just get better and better in all areas of it really just in fitness strength power and just pushing your limits to it's it's kind of even like pushing your mental limits so you're like all right let's push past something that i think that i wouldn't be able to do and then you just end up you end up failing and then you come back to it you fail mm-hmm. you come back to it and then like a few weeks later you're like yeah got it you're like pb mm-hmm. nice and so what's the addiction like What's what's it feel like? What's what's the craving feel like? Um, Describe just, that. Like when you don't go, you just kind of don't feel normal. Okay. So if you if you're not like in your usual training routine, um, you feel like something's wrong. Yeah, you could say that. I guess it's a way of um, kind of letting out some maybe built up frustrations oh, or dude. anything like that or 100%. you just you kind of enter a flow state as well mm. when you're like um experienced in training and stuff so when you get into the zone and you're just training and just maybe you listen to tunes or whatever you just go in and just like boom 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 and you're just doing whatever you want really mm. so and it's a good feeling and afterwards you obviously get some neurotransmitters are getting released and you feel relaxed and, uh, you know, fulfilled from the workout. And, yeah, it's good. Although I'm no longer as, like, addicted to it now. Mm. But that was something, like, in the past 10 years, like, I'd, like, you know, I'd want to go, like, five days a week at least. Nice. Mm. Five days a week is decent. Yeah. And how long did you keep that up for? Uh, years. Years? Yeah. Very nice. I, man, I reckon the number one thing that, like, I think now, probably, this is within the past few years. I didn't used to think like this. But when I see someone who's a bit, like, they're getting frustrated or some, about something or they're in traffic and I can see the anger or whatever, just any situation that's, like, not ideal, not ideal for them, mm. right? Um, I immediately think... I wonder if this person works out and I can almost bet on it that they don't, you know, like just having all that excess energy and needing to put it somewhere and because it's not going anywhere, it just comes out in stupid shit. Like, do I have that stuff when I don't go? <laughs> if I, if I, if I'm sitting in traffic in the car, especially cause I don't, I, I'm never angry on the bike. Just... Like, that's not a thing. But in the car, if, if it's, like, raining, everyone's going slow, I miss a traffic light, 
and then the person in front of me takes ages to move. Dude, I crack the shits and I'm like, fuck man, I haven't been to training in a bit. <laughs> like I, straight away, I'm like, yep, yeah, that's where that's coming from. As soon as I go, man, people can cut me off. People can T-bone me in the fucking middle of this intersection. <laughs> I reckon I'll just get out and be like, are you okay? Like, cause I cannot be fucked. I'm just so like exhausted, but in a good way that I'll just be like, uh, this guy's just been choking me for an hour straight. <sighs> whatever. Just whatever. Anything. Just whatever. I'm so happy. How happy am I when I rock up after training? Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm so nice to her. <laughs> By training, are you talking about... Um, the jiu-jitsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dude, dude, I am so nice to her when I get home. I'm nice to her anyway, you know, but I'm like extra like, hey, like, hey, how you doing? Just like, like relax. Yeah, like, like... Is that your true self? I, th- you, I think you so. you think you're closer to your true I self think so. once you've like, you know, done that? Self-care? I think so, yeah. That is self care, isn't it? For sure, for sure. It's I reckon it's tr- closer to true self. I wouldn't say it's really like true self, but it's a very similar feeling to when you do like a a strong dose of mushrooms, and then the days after, the days mm. glowing after, we just so like you're not just you're not relaxed. I mean, you are, but you're not relaxed because you're relaxed. You're relaxed because you're super calm. And super happy and just content and that brings on relaxation you know like the effect of it is gone but what what the things you experienced and the feelings you had during the actual like ex- trip itself or like the t- experience mm. even for like a few hours and not that long um yeah like it just brings on like an afterglow they, they call it an afterglow i'm That's saying i'm saying they as in like just people in general no no scientists call it an afterglow it's just like so what the community yeah okay and that and that's presupposing that they had a beneficial trip um yeah yeah because you know there's a there's an afterglow it seems like there's an afterglow from a good trip but no after darkness from a negative one no one no no one has like a bad trip that haunts them Yeah, they remember it. But I mean, it, probably the experience haunts them. More the experience, than the yeah. Yeah, the experience. It's more just like they go through it and they're like, fuck, that was intense. I did not have a good time or whatever. And it's, but it doesn't have like this darkness. And not everything, like the days coming after, they just look normal. They don't, it doesn't, the whole world doesn't look like it's gloomy and whatnot. Where when you have a good trip, the whole world looks happy and vibrant and vivid. You know, so I think. You, it's the very high chance of you having a, a good experience because even if you it, it doesn't go so well and most of the time due to your own issues not really the, the substance itself it's just showing you things you resisted it and then it took you sideways that kind of stuff but like even if you had a bad trip or what you call a bad trip the next day the world looks fine and you just left to reflect on it like you you don't feel depressed you don't you know but like when you have a good trip you feel happy does that make sense it makes sense um i guess it depends on why the person is having a trip the set the setting the mental state um how prepared they are how educated they are on how to combat different parts of a trip yeah so it's I think there can be all kinds of different um, 
What did you say? Um, <coughs> just different ways that it can pan out. Mm. Well, th- this mm. is this is how a good one pans out. Most of the time, you realize some things. Well, not realize, but more like you, 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 you get contact with emo- certain emotions, certain ideas, and whatnot. That you're like, ah, oh, I just I'm like beginning to realize or like being reminded that the world is a certain way and it's really cool and like this is it gives you like a like a good trip will give you good perspective mm. you know so it makes you so it gives you that afterglow well, you that, know yeah that, that's awesome but a bad trip alternate yeah perspective it's really yeah. good but a bad trip doesn't give you a bad perspective because it's, it's not like it gave you bad perspectives and that's why you had the bad trip. It just told you how things are and you didn't accept it and resisted the feeling and the ideas and they were forced on you. So the things you got out of it were just feeling forced and feeling like exhausted and because you've been fighting it the whole time. But the actual ideas and perspectives aren't bad. So you don't have a dark gloomy glow the next day you just didn't give the afterglow reasons to a chance you know what mm-hmm. i mean like the reasons to have an afterglow you didn't give them the, you didn't give them a chance while they were being shown to you yeah so like yeah so i guess it's interpretation of your experience 100 well, yeah and the the lens you look through it and 100 percent. yeah yeah it reminds me of actually i, w- I wanted to ask you Mm. what is your favorite quote and what does it mean to you my favorite quote yeah this is a it's a good question because there have been so many quotes that i've heard seen whatever and i've gone man that is good i want to remember that like it's it's really good i'm appreciating how well written it is how to the point it is and all that but i can never seem to remember those ones that i like I don't know. Um, there's so many. There's so many ones that I would like to recall, but like, the only one I can recall is uh, that Marsh Marshall McLuhan. I think what's is that his name? Um, he says, uh, um, "Humans, humans are the the sex organs of the machine world. Humans are the sex organs of the machine world." I like that. What does it mean to you? It's like, it's like, um, it's thinking from like the machine side, like technology and things that do stuff, but are just configurations of engineering, right? Um, looking from their perspective, if they were sentient, then how would they populate and how would they evolve and how would they get better and better and how would they spread, you know, they need humans. So we're the sex organs of machine because they're unable to have ah, that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's looking from that. It, it's sort of an abstract mm. thought, but it's mm. it, it doesn't really relate to us. It just gives you a perspective on what we are to something as inanimate as a machine, like what we could be to them if they were sentient. Well, I guess then you can get into, um, you know, AI and exponential growth of technology and 
if it can indeed acquire sentience and because of its exponential growth eventually it will no longer need humans oh, yeah. because it can transfer around the world and just learn everything about everybody eventually we we actually might be known to ai as these early sex organs of what it used to be like its ancestor just like we look at our ancestors and be like That's this is so true. this is what helped us this is the, this thing that no longer exists or still exists is was actually a very uh, necessary part of our evolution even though we don't mm. rely on it anymore we acknowledge it and ai might acknowledge us someday for helping it through its infancy definitely true and you know with people like elon musk um dude he's shit scared of ai apparently i've never heard him talk about it properly mm. but but i've seen clips oh man he's terrified of that shit he's like this is bad and he's not like he's not like one of those people that's like um you know it's inherently evil to make ai it's more just like he doesn't trust that we're gonna give it the best start he he he, tr- he doesn't trust humans to like he he says I like humans I have hope in them like he's a fucking alien which he probably is, and then he like says um, that he doesn't trust humans to put the first like global allies on uh, AIs online yeah um, without militarizing them first well, which which will put them on a path mm. so all the other ones that will rise later might not be as strong or developed as the ones that start as military and then um it could Weaponized. go it could go bad yeah well that's how, how much technology was developed due to military experiments yeah. and developments so he's just scared mm. that we're gonna have that we're gonna need to have a third world war before we can break through this like technological infancy well who knows man who knows what's going to happen um did you hear about his idea regarding integrating ai within the human um yeah the Neuralink. Mm, yeah. yeah i've i don't know much about it though what is it about like do you have any details on it well i don't have like a full in-depth of course not but uh, i don't i didn't see your folder when you came in but <laughs> yeah but um do you know any details because i don't know shit about it i think what it what it pretty much does is like instead of you having a phone you become the phone if that makes sense so you, <laughs> Fuck. you that's ali's dream man yeah. so she can, wants to become her phone so you could just She's so desperate to become her phone of data like in your brain like you if you think of the brain, it's like a hard drive and the mind is the software. Yep. So it's pretty much like a full hectic upgrade. Do you think the mind is the software? Um, yes. I can think... I think it's... Um, Do you think the software comes from the hardware or the software comes to the hardware? Mm, you, you, know, you know exactly what question I'm asking, <laughs> but like I'm using software and hardware. Well... The most, the most um, what, what common powers, question. What powers the hardware? What? Oh, the hardware powers itself. And then the software is like. This is, this is not what I believe, but it is plausible. Where, if ha- if the hardware becomes powerful enough, software emerges from within it. Or software is picked up by that hardware like it's like a like a signal 
like the more advanced your hardware it becomes a radio and then it becomes a spectrometer and then it becomes an analytical spectrometer and then it becomes an analytical spectrometer in many different spectrums so it like takes on shape and form from all the signals coming from outside and becomes more of a thing and it has a use and a purpose and that could be us could be i don't know could be how can you really know it's everything's just like how are you, how are you aware that's what i mean how are you aware are you aware because your mind and your brain is so involved and so complex that as a byproduct of running this whole organism that is you your body you have a consciousness as well to help out do the macro stuff you know it could be just that it could be literally like consciousness could be literally nature nothing else nothing more and it could be something super spiritual and profound and like unifying and like another idea is if consciousness was like a like space-time all right Mm. just like a fabric and when you drop a heavy enough piece of hardware into that Is, it acts like gravity to that fabric of consciousness and you become a node and then other people are other nodes you're all part of the same thing you are well yeah quote unquote one but you're being um received from different um I don't know, vessels bodies uh receivers yeah and you're just different nodes of the th- of the same thing and y- you are everyone and everyone is you, but the only reason you think you're different is because you have a different body with different genetics. But other than that, you are them, and like you, you're all sharing this part of the same thing, just different nodes. So that's another idea. I don't know. Mm. You know, what do you think? Well, I think it's interesting. It, it kind of sounds to me that what you're saying is like consciousness is everything. Yeah. In a way, and. Um, it's kind of experiencing itself through all these different individuals and things because then you've got to wonder what about animals do they have consciousness as well dude thank you so much you just reminded me of one of my favorite quotes oh awesome let's hear it um where the universe looking back on itself by what's his name um the guy who did the first cosmos how did I just go blank on his name? Don't worry, I'll come back. How did I go? How did I go blank on his name? I've said his name to you, Ali, so many times. I couldn't. Ali will if find I tried. it. What was his name? Oh. God, how did I go Jeez. blank on that? <laughs> um, yeah, look it up. Thanks, Ali's gonna. Uh, Ali is my what's his name? Jamie. <laughs> Ali's my Jamie. Um. If anyone listens to the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, fuck. Can you please look it up? Uh, it's driving me crazy. Um. Cosmos TV show. Sagan? It's Carl Sagan. Ah, okay, yeah. Carl Sagan. Do you know Carl Sagan? You heard of him? Yes, yeah. I have, yeah. He, he, he said that. He said, we're the universe looking back on itself. What and do you like about him? Hmm? Oh, the 
he's similar to Neil deGrasse Tyson, where like he is a very good educator. Like he's like a almost like a scientific interpreter to the public, where he gets people excited about it. He he explains to them why they should be excited about it. Uh, and he sort of convinces you into going, yeah, science is part of my life. I don't have to be a scientist to care. So I like, that's what I like about him. So he's very passionate. His passion, definitely. That's, that's what I like about him. Same as Neil deGrasse Tyson. Cause, um, oh, I, I told you, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the reason I found out about podcasts in general. Oh, yeah, because I remember how I said I saw um, his podcast with Joe Rogan. Yes, yes. And I was like, I was just watching interviews of him just because I didn't really want to find out more about him. I didn't, That doesn't really concern me. I, he deserves a private life. But I just wanted to hear him talk about different scientific things when people ask him. And it's super fun just watching that stuff. And then I see this like three hour long interview and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I clicked it and I'm like this is I hit jackpot man like this is exactly what I want right now it's not like five minutes click five minutes click I just want to hear the one super in-depth no pauses no ad breaks no nothing just one big interview and be able to listen to that and I listened to it going to sleep and now I listen to it driving and I just fell in love with that I was like yes this is so much better than radio and it's so much better than um like Music, I mean, and I like music. Every now and then, we'll listen to music. When we drive in the car, me and Ali, we listen to music. We don't, but sometimes we listen to podcasts. Yeah, we do. Yeah, which I don't particularly like. Why? I don't know. It's it, such a quiet. Car yeah, it, it is. Like, it is. No, Dude. but then it also gives you like topics to talk about. Yeah. That you didn't but then, if it's interesting, you want to keep keep listening. You don't want to interrupt it. Yeah, true. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got to turn it down. But, yeah, it just, it feels awkward. And not feels, it doesn't feel awkward. But, it like, you feel bad because you're like, I wonder if she's bored and well, wants to talk. Or if she feels the same way as me right now and just wants to listen. Do, do you ask? Do you discuss nope, it first? No, we do didn't. Maybe that would help. You'd be like, hey, no, do you want to listen We do to not address it. No, but there's plenty of times where we've gotten in the car and I've said to him, I, I like, the, just recently we got into the car and I put my music on. And then, like, it was, like, 30 seconds into the song, and I was like, oh, you can put a podcast on if you want. I didn't know if that was her just saying, oh, I know you, like, might not want to listen to my music right now, and you put put a podcast on, or if she's genuinely, like, I want to listen to a podcast. Oh, no, a, I love listening to podcasts. It's an interesting thought process. I can, I can see why you thought that, and yeah. I can see how you would offer just to listen to a exactly, podcast. Exactly, yeah. What a beautiful format podcasts are just to learn in general from so many different subjects. Yeah. And I can see why you say it's better than radio, as I feel the same way. We don't just watch informative stuff. I mean, listen to informative stuff. We also listen to this really silly one by um, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina. And they just literally talk about farts dicks and shit and piss and like damn yeah it's the funniest it's, shit they're hilarious it's so good and they're they both comedians yeah it's, it's what so makes good. it funny well because they're comedians they have they have the skill of being in front of a microphone mm. down pat so there's no awkwardness there's no like um and they're like questioning how people are going to think about them if they say this or how they say this and they're not super aware that there's someone listening they just forget all about it and um (coughs) yeah and they just 
talk and they're funny. That helps. I guess how they mesh well together as a couple. So oh yeah, they work really well as a like couple. So well, they play off each other like, and the humor is just so on point all the time together. Yeah, I need to give this to you whenever you talk. No, that's how are you gonna know? It just happens. What do you mean <laughs> that's silly? It's yeah, not, yeah, that is. You have to swing it and adjust it. Yeah, yeah, it's it true. It's true. But whatever sound you're hearing is how it's gonna come out. Oh, so, sweet. so you need I'm to come. The... You need to come closer. No, I, I'm, I'm it's good. Talk. Yeah, yeah. Hello. I think I hear. I hear you through throughout the headphones. Well, for me, person. it's like ideal because mm. it's right there. Picks up good sound. I'm not favoring her. I just can't take more than two. Inputs. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I'm not disfavoring her. This. Oh, cool <laughs> I don't Thank mind you. being a Jamie. You're the prettiest Jamie I've ever seen. <sighs> yeah. Um. Sorry, what were we on? Um, Listen to podcasts. Listening to podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. Carl Sagan. Why do I like him? Yeah, I already explained. I think. Yeah, you be yeah. you explain. Who's your favorite person, or like a person that you like? Podcasts. No, more well, podcasts or speakers. Speakers, people that you like listening to. They you like how they think, or you, like you search videos of them and and watch them do like yeah interviews, or you watch like the if they do shows. You watch or if you've ever done that, it doesn't have to be that oh, now. Yeah, I, I'm I really like in exploring. Um, Podcasts with Tim Ferriss. The Tim Ferriss podcast is really informative. Tim Ferriss. Um, Sounds familiar. Who's Tim Ferriss? He's um, he's a he's an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and he wrote the book The Four Hour Workweek, The Four Hour Chef. Oh yes, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. And he interviewed um, just a broad range of people that are successful <laughs> in the industries and. It's got a long-form format as well, yep. podcast. So. so what do you enjoy mostly about entrepreneurial type of conversations? Just their stories. They're all so different and... Um, the stories, okay. Yeah, yeah. there's, yeah, there's just in individual stories of people and their challenges and how they overcame them and just how... Um, companies got started became successful and pivoted from one thing to another yeah and um you know what they learned and yeah it's pretty much what they learned you just yeah, the journey of it. the journey yeah and it's it's important to to know that you you must enjoy the journey and not be too focused on the end goal to miss out on enjoying the journey because that is life is just a journey yeah I like that you um, get that from it because most of the time um, people start listening to entrepreneurial podcasts because they're like, oh, I just like, you know, their business tips and um, ideas for growing a business and it's, uh, I think, very interesting. I I don't know if we can hear you through the the headphones. Can't hear me? Okay. Well, I'll repeat what I said. Um, I was saying... Ah, there we go. I was saying, like... I thought you were going to say what most people listen to, like, entrepreneurial podcasts say, which is, oh, I listen to it because it's got, like, good business ideas and, like, they're they're interested because they're, like, deep down, they're, like, 
I want to start a business, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and they only listen to it for that. And they and they like that the person's, you know, charismatic and whatever, but they also want to know all these like tips and like business related stuff. Like that's it, that's their world, that's what they think about. And they're not so much interested in a journey as just to a guide of how to do it. But I like that you're focusing in on the journey and the stories. Yeah, well, I, I like to take on everything I can learn from it. So I'll learn yeah. from those business ideas yeah. as well. Take and, a bit um, of everything. Yeah, just I think you can learn from anybody. Literally anybody in the world, you can learn something. Mm. You can learn that, hey, you know, I can model that. I can implement that into my life. Or, hey, I do not want to do that. I do not want to model that mm. because that's the antithesis of what I want. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's very interesting. Do you know Jordan Peterson? I've heard of him. The psychiatrist? Mm, I've heard the, of the him. The clinical I'm psychiatrist? Not, I'm not too well-educated on his stuff. He's mm. He's mostly known... Uh, can you grab that closer to your face? Yeah, yeah. Like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 a, like a fist away. Yeah, you can tighten it up from the top. You can loosen it first and get it up there and then tighten it up. Okay. Yeah. So, is it this tip? Yeah. So that's yeah. Then yeah, that, that's correct. Yep. Oh, there yeah, you I go. didn't want to break it. There you go. <laughs> yep. A fistful away is perfect. Okay. That's like see how I go real close to it and sound gets better. Yeah. It's all right. We do this every single time. With uh. Nice and close. New, podcast newbies, and <laughs> and it took me. Like, 15 episodes to start actually sitting close to the microphone and not just doing this and start talking. Uh, yeah, it does make a big difference. Huge so. difference. If you talk like this, it's real in your ears, intimate. Mm. You hear the whole full body of the sound and the person's voices if you're speaking to them right there in front of you. And then you come here and it's just shit. It's just like, whatever. Nothing's happening. I guess yeah. it's a learning process, man. And... Only, only getting better and better from it is, it learning is. more and more. And you're processing more and more your topic as of, we speak. Your topic of conversation before reminded me of what my favourite quote is. What's your favourite quote? Share. Please, go. I, I, come, I'll, come I'll, closer. I'll speak it into the microphone louder if you, if you can't hear it. Go. No, it's okay. What is it? Um, you, no, you know what my favourite quote is. You rewrote it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's the quote from... Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the movie. Have you seen That's that? That's a very good movie. Yeah, where he's like, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't look around once in a while, you might miss it. Oh, that's so true. I love that one. Such a good one. one. What do you like about that one? It's just so... I don't... Oh, that's all right. It's all right. Give it, give it a mic. Come so on, come can, on, come yeah. on. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but... Do the best you can. It's just... It's so relevant in every, like, even though, like, he's, like, from, like, a di- like, that was from a different, that movie was from a different time, you know, and he was much younger then, but it's still so relevant now as well, and it can be adapted to so many people's lives in so many different ways, and I don't know, it's just something that you hear and you're just kind of like, it's so true, like, I could completely miss it. If that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I think it's even more relevant in this day and age with so many distractions and information coming to us left, right well, yeah, and centre, exactly. especially with yeah. technology, social media, and people not being able to 
um, just sit there yeah. with, without looking at their phone or the iPad. Yeah, exactly. Being distracted yeah. from it because, yeah, they're just addicted to it. It's such a big addiction. Here. Yeah. And it- How badly addicted are you to your phone? Who? You. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, I can just go on it and I'll just be scrolling for like 30 minutes and I'm yeah. like, what am I doing? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I have taken measures by like deleting the app. Yeah. Say like delete Facebook app and just use it on Safari. Yeah. And then I turn off notifications. So I don't get notifications from anything. Yeah. I don't get notifications from email because, you know, it just ends up ruling you yeah. in a way. Yeah, for and, sure. You know. And I, it's, I want to master my own time. Yeah, it's funny because that, you know, like how we're talking about how that quote is so relevant now. You know, I, I heard that quote and saw that movie years ago, like when I was way heaps younger, and um, it didn't it didn't strike a chord with me like it has rewatching it in like my teens when I rewatched it when I was like seventeen, eighteen, and how everything has changed since from like when I was much younger to now and just um yeah basically realizing what you said how many more distractions we have and it almost makes you worry as much as you love like the advancements all the like technological advancements that we make and you know everything's getting a lot cooler everything's getting a lot faster everything's lifting off the ground but at the same time it's so scary because it's so everywhere it's in so many just different aspects of your life that you probably don't even realize you know the common ones are your your mobile phone and your oh i guess people don't really have mp3 players anymore but all all the stuff that you use like throughout the day but then there's just like little kind of almost life Easter eggs Mm -hmm. around that you're just like, huh? I don't know. It's hard to explain. Mm. I I understand what you mean. Yeah. That, you know, people just end up missing out on the beauty of life and being present and mindful. And sometimes you don't even need to be on the phone to be distracted by the phone. You oh, can yeah. just be mentally distracted and yeah. just, oh, I've got to do this tomorrow or that happened to me last week, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then you're not even being present to take in life. Yeah. So you're not, people end up not being alive yeah. in the moment. Well, because okay. Too, yeah. For, for example, <clears throat> do you, um, how do you feel about being in group situations? So I would say two, two people plus. And just kind of everyone's sitting around, um, you're either out somewhere or you're at someone's house or whatever, and you're sitting around and then one or more of those people like get on their phone and start doing something completely irrelevant to either conversation or contextual or whatever. Like how do you, how do you feel about people doing that and are you somebody that does that? Uh, I'm, I'm someone that doesn't do that Mm. um unless i'm expecting something important which is rare i usually just keep my phone in the bag yeah i don't like to have that's true i don't think i've ever seen you on your phone i I always keep in my bag and 
you know, I, I try and if I'm with someone, I want to be present with them. Yeah. And I find that if you're on your phone, you, you're not present with the person you're with. So, yeah. you know, you're hanging out, you yeah. be with the person. And when I see other people bring out their phone and I notice they're like breaking rapport with the group, with the, with the people they're around and, you know, it, it might seem like a bit disrespectful, although I just think that they're just ignorant to what they're doing. And so I don't fully, you know, persecute them mentally. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, they're, they're, they're living unconsciously in that moment. Yeah. And maybe, you know, if they're a good friend, I'll be like, come on, bro, get off the phone. We're, you know, we're here to chill. Yeah. You know, I just, I'll just approach it casually. It's no, it's no big deal because some people do it automatically. Yeah, exactly. They don't even know. Yeah. But, um, and sometimes it can be a defense mechanism for some people because, yeah. you know, they might just feel they have nothing to say. Um, they become a bit awkward, so they just go on their phone because they're getting that, that sense of security. That is that, a very yeah. advanced way of, have, of looking at it. And hopefully I can get to that one day because right now I just fucking get mad. I just get mad. I don't like freak out, but I get mad. I just... Why? I get sad. I get sad for them because I am aware of that. I am aware that like it's not done at a conscious level so much as it is just now habitual. But it makes me so sad that that's the way that people have been it's almost like you're seeing someone who's addicted to something we're talking about addictions right mm. phone right like and it's not just that they're addicted to it that you're not allowed to talk about their addiction because it's not recognized it is recognized i guess but socially it's not recognized and people don't view it as an addiction most of the time or they get defensive about it just like anyone who's addicted to something will get defensive so i instead of casually poking at it and approaching it like in a civil way i get mad and i just go put your phone down as more of a like do it before i have to leave <laughs> because i you know i mean like i i used to approach it nicely and go hey like well, what's up what are you what, what are you doing on your phone like you know i used to do that with you ali you know i'd be like hey hey what are you doing you know, just, just real, and I wasn't mad, and I was like, just like, hey, what's up? And she'd be like, oh, nothing, and then she'll put her phone down. Over time, she picked it up less and less, but... Even I, to the point where I don't even, like, take it to the next room. Yeah, she won't take it to the next room. She'll or leave it somewhere. I've left it at home when we've gone out, or yeah. I've left it in the car when we've left the car. Yep, yep, and, and I think that wasn't forced. Like, I did, I did get mad about it a few times. Um, but that was later on yeah. it was at the start I was super calm about it and I was super <laughs> calm with everyone else as well but now as I'm getting older and I'm realising that it's not just a young teenage thing to be on your phone anymore it's an yeah. adult accepted thing because remember back in the day when phones st- first came out adults it was seen childish to like be on your phone you know what I mean they were like I'm above this and they saw, but now it's accepted now it's like adults, parents, grandparents, and... It's weird if you're not on the phone. Yeah. It's weird if you're not on the phone on public transport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Everyone's Pe- in their own reality. Yeah. People get freaked alternate out if you're, if you're just looking around. Yeah, alternate reality. Yeah, augmented reality. Well, that's the new thing as well. Let's yeah. see what happens with VR and AR. Um, 
you know, some some, some new paradigm shifts. <coughs> so, yeah, um, I I I get freaked out when I see people on their phone now because I'm so I don't have the patience anymore. I hopefully I can re you know reignite that thing that lets me be patient with this phone thing you can do it but at the moment it's fucking bad it, i just see it and i just go get off your phone it sounds like it's a, it's <laughs> I, a trigger skip, for you yeah i skip all that nice stuff now i just go get off your phone and if they go oh i'm just and it and they can't present like a proper reason that they're on their phone um i just go get off it like i just can't take it anymore i don't know why I think it's... It think it's infuriating. I think it's because I take it to heart because I look at it less of an addiction now and more of just like a persistent behaviour that they choose to keep. Um, I know that's not correct. Mm. But well, you're choosing to attach that meaning towards yeah, it. Yeah, And it's yeah. a presupposition because yeah. how do you know what they're thinking or doing it's, in that it's moment? It's also a, a projection of my own fear that I'm... Mm. Addic- uh, that I could be addicted to my phone and I used to be addicted to my phone well not it didn't last because I recognized it nice and early and I just went fuck that I'm out and I just I said to myself when this phone that I have right now dies I'm not getting another one and uh, it's a, it's an extreme move but I was serious about it and it took a long time for it to die and I was just w- hoping every day I'm like come on today's the day today's the day and I was just waiting for it to die and it was like it's like having an old dog that doesn't move anymore but just won't fucking die it won't die you know it's not having a good life it's you know the screen on it was cracked and all that kind of shit that it was super slow because I kept updating it and the new software is more and more and de- more demanding and the phone was like four years old at the time. It was just like done. And then finally, it died. Right around the same time that me and Ali started like hanging out. <laughs> so... He didn't get a phone for a long time. I was phoneless for five months. Well, what did you do? Dude, it was so fun. It was you the best. You just used the computer. I just mm. used the computer. Yeah. And then when he'd like leave the house, he'd just leave the house. I'd just leave the house. I'm gone. What I got sick of is not so much him not having a phone, but I got sick of people contacting me, like his mates, being like, Yo, do you know where Ous is? Or are you are you with Ous so or you whatever? The secretary of Ous. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like yeah. And his mum would have to contact me all the time, and then I didn't know how to contact him if I needed to. I just and then it. we've been going out for like what two months, three months at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, you are my secretary. Thank you. But then there was also just like the, and I, I have the same feeling with my dad because my dad doesn't own a phone. And it infuriates me because I'm like, you don't, I don't expect you to get like a super smartphone and be like on it all the time and get all the apps and blah, blah, blah. I just want to have something that I can call you on if you leave the house so Mm -hmm. that I don't have to wait until you get home, in which case it may be too late. And then obviously with the fact that Alice rides motorbikes, you know... Even though I love going on the back and I love motorbikes and I, I would never get him to stop riding or anything like that. But the, deep down inside, it, it scares me that he, he'll get hit by some idiot or whatever. And it's like, you know, getting hit on a motorcycle is much worse than getting hit by a car if you're in a car. 
Yeah, totally. It's dangerous. Yeah. So it was just that, like, crazy. N- just not being able to be like, if if I knew if I knew he was going out for a ride for like two hours, three hours, then I couldn't just like, not check in, but just be like, yeah. like, like maybe a, yeah. you could get a pager at least, you know, a just pager, be like, yeah. Okay, and then that's it. Yeah, it's mad. Get a pager. (laughs) I'd love to have a pager. I am bad with that shit. I wouldn't respond. Just because I don't like pulling my phone out all the time. Well, it wouldn't be your phone. Exactly. I just don't like pulling it out. No, you don't have to pull it out. It's like a... Oh, God. You don't have... You don't have to pull anything out. (laughs) Thanks. No. (laughs) No, it could be like you know, no like like pedometers. I'll that for next time. Like pedometers clip onto your pants or your pocket or whatever. Mm. It's like that. Man, I'm so jealous of all the doctors at my work that have pages. I wish I had one. Although I well, get one then. Get one. <laughs> no, you get one. <laughs> <laughs> what? You we'll, need to have we'll one all too. Get pages. Yeah, everyone. Every, <laughs> we should just bring pages back into like Fuck. you know the, the ordinary world. Jordy should yeah. get one too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who? Hell yeah. Oh, he's my friend. He doesn't have a phone either. No shit. Mm. Why? Why does he never have a phone? Doesn't like phones, really. How old is he? He's probably our age. Really? Mm. Is he our age? Yeah. He's well, I'm older than you. So he's the guy. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah. so he's, he's done it? Oh, yeah. How long has he been doing it for? Oh, I reckon he's done it for over a year. Like he's, oh, my God. He's had times where he's gotten it. Um, is he generally a happy person? Yeah. I fucking bet. Yeah. I it bet. Do, it does impact, um, you know, work. You know, you need a phone for work, especially depending on what you're doing. Yep. And, but yeah, maybe you can interview him someday. That'd be mad. Dude, um, the only reason I got a phone is because I, I, I actually gave in. I just gave in. I gave in to people, like pressure from people around me. Because I wanted to just put them at ease. And I was sick of people worrying. Um, that's one thing. And also I gave in because I like writing. Mm-hmm. And I find find a phone very useful for writing. GPS? G- GPS. Um, com- communication system. Because mm. um, I have a Bluetooth um, on my, on my, in my helmet. So I got speakers in the cheek pads and they um connect to your phone and yeah you can listen to podcasts you can listen to music you can listen to gps you can call people and receive calls and whatnot and um you've got a microphone in front of you as well that like sits really nicely and it's it's a really cool setup and i couldn't use it if i didn't have a phone i can only use it for radio and communicating with other people riding with me if they've got a com system as well but i would miss out on gps um music calling people podcasts while i'm writing and also checking the weather that was a mm. big thing because i used the you know the um bureau of Meteorolo- meteorology meteorology <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't even say that that's all right you you, you kind of said it Me- meteorology <laughs> Bu- I'm not, I'm it's, it's kind of hard saying it. bureau of meteorology you just said it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. It's got it. Stuck the landing. Um, yeah, and the app tells you exactly where the rain is and, like, where, which way it's going. So, that's super useful. Mm. Way more accurate than weather because you can see exactly where you are, where the cloud is, where it's going. And you can get a much more accurate um, 
picture, basically, literally, picture. Um, yeah, so I just sort of gave into that, and also checking banking and paying people and knowing how much yeah. money I have and all that stuff and transferring. The, f- the phone is is very. It's elusive. It's very helpful in modern in modern day life. Organize all your, as you said, organize all your banking, yeah. communications, GPS, weather forecast. It feels like a trip. It's just any. It's got a Google on it, so you can literally find out anything that. Yeah, you need. yeah, yeah. Porn um, on the go. It's great. Well, you know, if you if you have an issue with the bike and you don't know, you can go check forums and whatnot. You'd be like, yep. oh, this has happened. You get help from it. Or and if it says you got to wait ten minutes, uh, you know, you've got porn on the go to kill time. Well, if that's something great. that you're into, of course, you know. of course. I ha- I used to have to take photos with me when I didn't have a phone. Photos and then like stack them together and then flick them with my hand and like yeah. you know like it's like a it's very it's like a an motion picture book basically yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Very but, you know, I just got sick man. of that, man. Do you, know how, do you know how much it costs to print that shit? No, I thought... Oh, my God. Have like a to laminate it as well because it rains on it. Very good setup here. I wouldn't be surprised if you had a print press. Yeah. I'm surprised you have a printer. I should probably get a printer, yeah? Mm. Like a nice one. A 3D I, printer as well. Oh, fuck that. Where would I put it? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, we'll make some room. <laughs> Three shelf different. Here, shelf what would I make? I'm not, not like. I don't. I don't have a super like engineering mind. Not like, yet. I, oh, not yet until I get the 3D printer. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you into one. You just start. You can in- always. You can always learn, man. You can always learn. True. I can. I can like make parts for the bike. Exactly. You could. It, but they have to be plastic. The fuck is plastic on the bike? Mirrors. I can make mirrors. Can make. Man, uh, I'm sure they've got designs online that you can. Yeah. Possibly. Look, they've got designs to 3D print guns. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. A plastic gun? That actually works. A plastic gun that works? Yeah. That's, that's not, like that's not possible. That's not possible. Yeah, you, you can research Plastic it. gun? But the plastic would just melt. Is it just like a one-shot gun, disposable? Well, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's, 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 so, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a burner gun. You have a yeah, burner phone. Probably you p- not good. Can, can print- <laughs> it's a literal shotgun. It's a burner phone. It's a one shotgun. Yeah, but you can't refill it. That's it. It's gone. That's what I'm saying. It's a one shotgun. <laughs> God. One shotgun. Mm. Terrible. That is terrible, Ali. That's a great invention. One shotgun. As in like... One... Singular shotgun? In, in quote, one shot, and then... In quote. quote gun. Oh, they call it the one shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they call me. Who, who calls you that? In high school. Oh. Yeah. What's that in reference to? Oh, nothing. Just to get clarity for the audience. Uh, look, man. It was... It was a... Uh, it was a myth. Okay? Like, it's... It, it, it wasn't a thing that was happening at the time for me to have one shot. Did the myth turn into a legend? No. Okay. No, it just turned into, like, a... Like, a haunting ghost. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. All right, let's yeah. leave one shot behind. <laughs> Do one you shot. listen to audiobooks? No, no, I, I want to I wanna talk about one shot. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, of course. There's, oh. Dude, nothing's off the table here. Okay. I'll talk about anything. Oh, okay. Anything. Anything. Okay. What yeah. audiobook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know if you like audiobooks. Audiobooks. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We'll leave one shot behind, fine. He'll come back. Well, no, he'll come back. He's always, he's, he never leaves. That's the truth. Audiobooks, no. <laughs> I've never I've never listened to an audiobook. I'd like to. There's so many 
like audiobooks that I would want to listen to. And so many podcasts out there are doing like a audio or audible thing mm. where where you just yeah. where basically if I wanted to, I can probably just go to all the podcasts I listen to, grab their audible thing and just have like so many free books to read or to listen to. Um, but I haven't done it. I don't know why. I just haven't gone. Yep, I'm gonna do it. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm the exact same with that. Yeah. Like I've seen so many, so many ads and stuff for like audio books, and like obviously you get like short snippets of it in the ad or whatever, whatever the book's about, and you're just like, I could definitely listen to one of those, and then I just never do. You can I've try never on listened to one. They've got plenty of audio books on YouTube. Oh. Do they? I've yeah. listened to like fifteen on YouTube. <laughs> Dude, no, no, I, I, I have listened to one then. Um, I listened to the Neil deGrasse Tyson book, um, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. And how'd you find it? What Dude, did you take away from it? So good. Is he, it narrated by him? Yeah, it's narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson, who has a very, very good voice. Good voice, yeah, yeah very audible. It's like getting voice. A David Attenborough. I mm. know oh, the David Attenborough of science, not just nature, just science, astrophysics in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like in the book, it sort of, it yeah, the title kind of speaks for itself, like astrophysics for people in a hurry, where it's like breaking it down to the people that don't know that they like it that they don't know the terminology they don't know um why they should care or they don't know yeah like or like it's a book people pick up to go i don't know shit about this i want to learn more but i don't know where to start so people in a hurry that don't have a lot of time to read a massive book so it's a short it's not that thick um i think the full audiobook is like five hours so it's not that long and he speaks slowly and articulates everything. So if you really wanted to, you can cram it into three. But um, yeah, that one goes through like the beginning of the universe, um, like from you know picoseconds onwards, and then goes into um, astrophysics in the modern world, and then explains to you the basic fundamental things that they're building on. It's really cool, but I haven't listened to much other than that. I've listened to that many times because I keep falling asleep. I think that's the thing about reading; it just makes me sleepy. Yeah, makes me so sleepy. Sounds like a good um, audio book to start with. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great because every time I listen to it, I listen to it a little bit more at a time, and then sometimes I listen to the whole thing, or sometimes ten minutes and I'm out. <laughs> well, it's good to have repetition 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 then yeah drop into your subconscious oh yeah there's so much of it every time i listen to it it's like i've, I've listened to this before but i can't really remember listening to it but i know the information I'm like oh yeah i remember this part and it's just me like sleeping just hearing it <laughs> sometimes i see it in my dreams mm. I'll, I'll wake up and like you be, see him in your dream yeah i see him in my dreams just <laughs> sitting on a chair talking quietly just explaining all this stuff He's got, he's got like a map of the globe in front of him. And like, he's got like the, what's it called? The model of the solar system. Yeah, he's just spinning it. That's my dream. He doesn't say anything. He just spins it. And then, yeah. Do you have a telescope? No. No. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell by my reaction? <laughs> Dude. But like, I didn't just want any. So I was like, I'm going to get a good one. I don't want, because I know instantly, as soon as the, the, 
fifty dollar one comes, I'll look at I'll look through it and be like, fuck, oh, I want to get a better one now. Like instantly. I'm not mm. I'm not gonna be satisfied. You simply can't get a fifty dollar telescope. Exactly, exactly. And he, he can actually. He can get a super shitty one. But well, you can, but is it really gonna be? A yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just don't do that. You mm. can't. I did find one that wasn't too pricey. I think it's like three, like almost four hundred dollars. Might have been just over four hundred, some around between three fifty and four fifty, let's say around there. And this one has a um, variable focal length, so you can, I think that's what they call it. So you can look at different things. So you can look at the moon, but you can also look at Jupiter. You can't look at the moon and Jupiter through the same telescope because the focal length will be out. Even if you can look super close to the moon and see everything, where the moon is. Um, affects how you see it like through the focal length that you have so you need one that has a variable focal length if you want to be able to see different things at different distances and this one will reach Jupiter so um, uh, it'll fill the image with Jupiter it won't see super close into it but it'll fill the whole image of that that's how close it can look imagine looking through a telescope when the moon's like super close yeah, well, the moon doesn't really change where it is. Well, I mean, like, when it's, like, big. When it, when it appears yeah. very, very close. Even, yeah. even super moons. you'll see it and it'll be, like, you know, holding a pizza in front of your face. Yeah. <laughs> at, maybe at arm's length. Yeah. You know, I've seen it that big and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. The moon is actually at its largest and, and closest to us is only 17% larger. So a super moon is only 17% bigger than the average, the normal moon. I guess it depends on perspective as well. Because yeah. sometimes the lower see, it is in the, the sky, the and bigger then you drive it is. Somewhere and it's totally a different size. You're yeah. like, what the hell? The lower it is in the sky, the the bigger it appears mm. just because of reference point but the moon in the sky on a normal night not a super moon night um is as big as the sun exactly in the sky have you ever noticed that well it sounds obvious but the sun is a sphere it's not just like this beam if you look closely, if you don't stare at the sun too long, but if you look closely through a tinted thing or whatever, you can see that the sun is actually the size of the moon, and it's just so luminous that it's just this beacon in the sky. You don't can you need... look at the sun through a telescope. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend for you. Yeah, you yeah. can. You, I wouldn't recommend you need, it. You need special filters. Burn your corneas. You need special filters so that the lenses don't burn out. That's one thing, because the last lens will get so much heat in it. It's too much. Um, you need a special lens that looks at. They, that's how they look at um, eclipses. Mm. You know, they put a special lens and they wear special glasses and they look up. And it's basically just like a ninety-nine percent tinting. That's all it is. Um, I've never thought about the sun, though, in terms of a telescope. Yeah. As in, like, I've always thought, like, you always, obviously, you associate a telescope with, like, night sky, because that's when you can see the most stuff, I guess. But I never thought, like, oh, yeah, like, has anyone ever tried to look at the sun through a telescope? Hmm. People have, and they do, um, at eclipse time. Um, but it's just funny to think of it as a sphere. It's just a thing. It's like another it's an oversized, out-of-control planet. 
That's all it is. The sun's an out-of-control planet. Yeah, basically. And Jupiter's almost an out-of-control planet, but not quite. What does that mean? It's a failed star due to its mass. So it's it doesn't have enough... It hasn't reached what they call critical mass. Critical mass is uh, the, the density of an object that after you, th- you pass that threshold that allows fusion to happen in the core and that, and that causes the whole thing to turn into a star. So if you add a million Earths, I think, it's about that. Let's say it is. It's probably way different. But you, let's, <laughs> let's say if you added that, uh, the amount of mass it takes to become a star to Earth, it'll just become a star. So it's not about what it contains. It's all about how dense is it you know even even though we have an iron core hydrogen fusion will still happen if hydrogen was able to get to the core which it probably would over a very long time what do you think about fusion technology i don't know much about it but i would like for it to happen because it seems like it's the final destination of making energy um they're, they're testing out some sort of plasma um controlled magnetically so they control it with a magnetic field to isolate it so they wouldn't have to put the plasma in anything they can suspend it Mm, in a vacuum so they're suspending plasma in a vacuum so that um uh, no air can transmit that heat to the outer part of the, the the structure um and they they're trying to make it so that uh it makes energy at the moment it requires more energy to keep it going than it puts out, but it's getting better. As soon as you get to the point where it puts out more energy than to keep it running, that's when you have a perpetual, well, not a perpetual, but a, but a, and you know, some sort of engine. Whoa. A fusion engine has to put out more than it needs to put to um, keep going. Mm. And they're not there yet. But the, I'm pretty sure they're getting close. I don't know too much about it. That yeah. Definitely sounds interesting man. with the advancements in technology. Mm. Cuz see when it happens. Cuz the main the main thing about fusion and I don't know how much you know about this so correct me. But the main thing about fusion is you've got to have a certain amount of energy to keep it going. And when mass becomes plasma it generally doesn't want to stick together it wants to diffuse and repel i'm pretty sure that's due to um there's no more polarization in the atoms themselves every all the electrons are free flowing and there's no real structure to which molecules are attracted to which right and they just spread out and they diffuse their energy so it's all about fusion, a fusion reactor, not a fusion reactor, um, a fusion engine would be all about trying to contain that plasma in a state where it remains plasma and it remains putting out energy without diffusing itself. So that's the challenge at the moment. At the moment, they have to put so much energy into keeping the plasma together that it doesn't put out as much power as what it takes to keep it going. What do you reckon is the best way to um, power it? What do you mean? Where are they going to get the energy to invest in it? 
you think just I don't think they have to nuclear find energy. energy. No. Or... I don't think they have to find the energy to keep it running. I think they have to find a way to run it that's efficient enough to have it put out more than you have to put in. That's what I mean. Oh, where are they going to find that? Mm-hmm. I think it's just um, ha- going to have to be refining the actual um, engineering side of it. So they have to refine the machine itself, the engine itself. I don't think it's a matter of how we're going to power this because then that's useless. If it puts out less than you put in at all times, then it doesn't matter how, much, it doesn't matter how you're powering it. You might as well use that power to power all the other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, then you can go into renewable energies. Renewable, but then if you have a, a windmill powering an engine fusion, the engine fusion is taking more energy than it's putting out. You might as well use the power from, from the windmill direct. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they have to actually f- physically change the design of the fusion engine first. Well, exactly. Well, you've got the, because you've got wind power, you've yeah. got solar power, you've got geothermal power, you've got tidal power. Mm. So if you make all those more efficient, you can utilize a broad range yeah. of... Um, yeah renewable energies I if think they invested in it as much as yeah. they did with fossil fuels yeah where would we be right now <laughs> um i don't know i don't know if we'd be there i don't know if we'd be anywhere i don't I'm, i reckon we'll probably be in the same place because the technology has not been available to us yet so at the time that they invested into fossil fuels if they invested in renewable energy or or some sort of fusion engine then the technology wasn't there they would have had to wait for the science to actually get there as well so they put have, have to put money into the science and then they put money into the science we would probably be a little bit quicker with it but i don't think it would have progressed any quicker because science is pretty well funded now Depends as it was areas of science yeah but and, um, um the like like material science material science is very well funded because of its applications in the real world so you have a lot of money going into it and there's still no answer there's no material that we can make that is cheap enough efficient enough to hold plasma we still have to use magnetic fields and magnetic fields require a lot more energy than the plasma can put out and the dream, I reckon, is you make, you, you erect a windmill, right? Just a humble old windmill, windmill, whatever, and then you put a fusion engine underneath it or wherever you want it, close by. All the energy that goes from the windmill goes into the fusion engine. The fusion engine um, makes more energy out of that windmill. And then it just basically goes from there. It goes exponential from there. So you can grab all the energy you can make out of renewable sources, put it into a fusion engine, and then it would make more than you inputted by fusing the mass that it has, which is a lot more steady burning, and it's not going to run out very quickly it has to have some leaps and bounds in oh tech yeah to for sure yeah but i reckon is, that's the said, dream that is a dream so. that's the dream yeah yeah so you can make more energy well i mean laws of law of conservation of energy that does not allow you to make more energy than what you put in but fusion is a super efficient way of doing it so it's as if you're getting more energy for um the energy you put in 
Although it's not, it's a little bit less, is it? It's a little bit less. Yeah, yeah it's a tiny bit less. Yeah, cool. uh, as in, as in, it's more energy. So you're putting in, let's say, a hundred hundred kilowatts into the engine, and you're getting a thousand out of it, right? So the loss is going to be nine hundred, and the engine will be using up fuel to make that extra nine hundred, right? But that extra nine hundred came from a fuel that is so steady burning, or it doesn't even burn; it fuses, but. Just one hydrogen atom fusing with another hydrogen atom makes so much energy that it can actually um, power things that are magnitudes the mass of those two atoms. So you have, I don't know how many atoms you'd need to be constantly fusing, but compared to how much fuel it would go into it and how much maintenance and whatnot, it's nothing. It's super efficient just like the sun the sun isn't burning it's fusing the whole time that's why if the sun was burning it would have gone out a long time ago because it's making so much energy that you'd you'd run out of fuel in hundreds and thousands of years instead of billions you know and it still has another five billion to go and even then it won't actually burn out it will just explode and then in the middle, there'll still be a white dwarf. So, mm. it will still be undergoing fusion. In theories. Well, we we know stars that are the same size as our one that have done the same thing. That are doing the same thing or that will do the same thing. There's different stages you can observe of stars that are very similar to our one. And you can kind of see what happens and why and how long it takes and all that. Have you seen it? What do you mean seen it? Have you observed those processes? No, fuck that. That's, that's a... It's super high-tech, man. Like, it, the, the shit you'd have to do to actually observe that is, um... What, you don't want it? No? All right, cool. Damn, I'm trying to pass it to Shisha. The shit you would have to do to actually get to that is, um... There's... Have you heard, um... Just light spectrometry? Yeah, I've heard of it. Where they basically, um... Look at a star. They wait for a host planet. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Just lift it, lift it way up. I think the longer, no, no, no. The li- longer it lift is, it way I'll up. Just move down. It's easier. No, no lift because it it's slowly going down. It's slowly going down. So lift it way up while it's loose. Yep. So sorry, we're we're undergot technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lift it a bit higher. Yeah, there you go. And then do it up. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. Bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just, all right. Cool. You doing well? Yep. Y- yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have to sit that high. It's all right. It'll still get it. Don't worry. Right. It's a side address microphone anyway. Um. Yeah. So you look at a, a star. You look at the planet in front of it that passes between us and the star itself. You analyze the light of the planet that passes through the atmosphere, and then you can see what's in the planet. That's mass, um, like light spectrometry, basically. And then you can do the same thing for stars. See how old they are, how far they are, how long, uh, how hot they are, and all that stuff. And yeah, you can kind of infer what our sun's gonna do. And yeah, it could be wrong, but it's pretty. It, there's not a lot of mystery in it. It's mm. it's pretty straightforward. 
you know, you look at the sun, how big it is, how far it is from us, how much light it puts out. You can kind of tell what, what the mass is from that and then what the energy That's output true. and Until what it needs to do that. Something changes. Until something changes and it becomes better. Everything's always changing. Always changing, yeah. yeah. But people build on each other's... And generally, in the past 400 years, is like the birth of astrophysics. Um, yeah, it's... Nothing's been disproven as much as just built upon. So, it's more like, well, you're not completely wrong, but this is how it actually works. And then, oh, no, actually, you're not completely wrong, but this is how it actually, actually works. Yeah, it's just mm. continuing on from there. And it, it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's a pretty solid... Because there's so much testing that has to go into accepting a truth in that field. It's not just one study. It's not just one observation. It has to be multiple observations over a repeatable significant amount of time for it to actually be acknowledged within the community and then it's written and then it's published and all that and republished and published again and then published into the journal and then published into encyclopedias and so many different processes so a lot of the stuff that's easily disprovable that doesn't stand the test of time get weeded out and then only the more the more fundamental truths are um remain you know they stick around a lot of the stuff is like oh we think black holes are made of this and we don't know and that just gets disproven and we still have no idea so no no one's saying major absolutes yet i don't think they ever will it will just get closer and closer but not quite not quite not quite yeah yeah makes sense do you think we live in a simulation um maybe Based on quantum physics, have you looked into that at all? Um, you can elaborate. Well, the idea of like superposition where an electron or an atom or a proton or a quark inside of a proton can be at all places at all times to the point where they like, it is not disprovable that every electron in the universe is actually the same electron everywhere. Doing different things at different times at all times. Well, look, I'm... That's I'm how not, crazy quantum I'm not, physics I'm is. I'm not really that experienced in quantum physics. Mm. Um, but, like, the but idea... It, it may be. Yeah. Like, I, who knows? Who but knows? the idea that this, like, weird, magical, almost, like, fairy tale shit that's, like... You know, everything is everywhere, but nowhere. Everything exists, but doesn't. An electron pops and disappears into an alternate universe and comes back. Mm. Um, two particles can be entangled so that they can be separated by a universe width of a distance and still communicate by changing one. The other one acts instantaneously faster than the speed of light. All that kind of stuff, measurable, repeatable stuff that they're doing sounds ridiculous. But it is actually science. And then the more I learn about it, and even some scientists are like, yeah, we could possibly be living in a simulation because we have very weird laws of physics when it gets down to this very small. It's It gets so weird and so, you know, like um, it almost seems like code. It almost seems like mm. this happens because of this. Don't worry about why. It just is. Well, and, and and what about it becomes observers, yeah. 
um, affecting the observed. What's that? Observers affecting the observed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I used to think that that was like a consciousness thing. It is as well. Uh, I don't think it is because I've recently like looked into it and it, and I'm pretty sure as I've heard it explained and I've, as I've you know looked up the things that I thought the observation does it's not about your consciousness like with the double slit um experiments that we you referring to when electrons go through a double slit when the observer looks at it the electron goes on its own when the observer doesn't look at it the electron makes a wave and makes a pattern on the other side of the two slits so they have two slits Right, two spaces, and behind it is like a, let's say, a blackboard, for example. Mm-hmm. And you're shooting electrons of ch- of chalk, right? If you observe the electrons as it, as it goes through, it will pick a slit and end up as either one line on the other side or another line next to it. If you don't observe it, it goes through both and interferes with its own wave, and it makes multiple slits at varying. Um, uh, brightness due to wave refraction right and that's a that's a scientifically like repeatable experiment that they do and for a long time people just thought oh that must be because your consciousness affects how it behaves but recently I've kind of understood it as you need to measure something to observe it when I look at you, I'm observing, but I'm also measuring how many photons are coming from this direction and what, what do they look like and what what um, collection of image do they make, right? How do you do that? So, well, that's a brain process. I don't know how that works exactly. But, like, your, your retina reacts to it. Cells react to it with, you know, they have um, photosensing cells and they get excited and they send a... A signal based on what spectrum of light they received and then all together form a picture but i've just measured you in some way make you smaller you're still there but i've i can i can see you and i'm still measuring something photons right make you so small that um you're the size of an atom right or size of an electron then to measure where you are to see where you are, I have to sh- I have to shoot electrons at you so they bounce back to me because you're not emitting your own p- photons. Photons are bouncing off you. That's why we can't see each other in the dark. We can see each other in infrared, but again, that's more photons that you're emitting. You know what I mean? But the electron does not emit anything, so you have to actually shoot a photon at it for it to bounce back at you, and you can observe where it is. But the simple act of observing an electron by shooting a photon at it and turning a light on you've given it energy the photon is energy it reacts to it and by looking at it and going oh there it is it just jumped over there and then you go oh there it is it jumped it jumped over there so that's the heisenberg uncertainty where the more you know where an object is the less you know of its momentum the more you know of its momentum the less you know where it is have you heard of that before? I have now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but it's it's basically explaining how um, when you look at the electron about to go through a double slit, you give it a location 
by giving it that energy. And it's because because light and electrons and everything really is a particle but also a wave. By giving the wave a location and observing it, it acts like as a particle. By leaving the wave alone, it continues as a wave and goes through both of them and cancels out and amplifies where the slits are. Is that what you mean by when you say you shoot electrons at people? Yeah. So you shoot electrons and it affects what you observe. What do you mean shoot electrons at people? Well, that's what you said to me. You said that you're shooting electrons. Photons. 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 Yeah, yeah. So when I turn the light on, photons from the light are going to you, right? You are reflecting them, observing, uh, absorbing some, reflecting some, and to, uh, and I catch those reflections. You're not making your own photons, not invisible light spectrum. If I had an infrared camera, I can see you without any photons bouncing off you because you're making your own. So you're just receiving the information exactly. through waves of energy yeah. via light energy or yeah. sound waves. Sound is different because sound is just a vibration of the medium that you're in. So light can travel without any medium and then you've got sound that needs a medium. Light can go through a vacuum. That's why you can see the sun, but you can't hear it. And yeah, so observing someone on the macro scale, not an issue because I can shoot all the photons I can at you and you're not going to, you're not going to just pop out of your place and change. How do, you, how do you shoot them out? How do you shoot them out? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Um, turning the light on. Turning, okay. turning or using oh, when it, you say that it kind of sounds like that you're actually actively shooting actively shooting yeah, oh okay so, all right shooting is probably so, the wrong word um it's more like if you're using a machine to measure the electron as it goes past or as it enters it then the machine has to be putting out some sort of electromagnetic energy even if it's for a short amount of time just when it's making the measurement um, it's putting out some sort of electromagnetic energy, which is um, a photon. Because a photon is a particle and a wave. Could you say then that you're projecting photons? Yeah, projecting photons. Yeah, that's probably better than shooting. Yeah. But I'm talking shooting because you're. it's really a single photon that does the damage. You're, sh- you're, you're projecting a billions Trillions. Well, reality is only um, interpretation of what you see, hear, and feel. Yeah, at the macro scale. But when you get into the micro and the nano and the pico, and it just becomes so small, you're down to the fundamental building blocks. Those building blocks are so unpredictable that as for a thing to exist, it cannot be 100% there. It can only be a percentage a probability you you exist as a whole because the average probability of you existing is high that's it but at random times random photons and random electrons and random atoms it disappear from your body and random ones appear just super random but it's such a small scale and there's so many of you right so there's so many atoms to you that in the average it's unnoticed but at the super small scale, it's it, it gets freaky. 
Well, I can see what you mean by saying it could be a simulation or it could be a projection. Yeah. Or is it consciousness projecting a body into an alternate dimension? Could be, yeah. There's so many different theories and, um, yeah, it's interesting. There's so many. And, like, you know, I'm pretty sure Ali is very tired of hearing about all these questions that I have. What questions? All these questions, and I'm like, what? What is this? What? What's happening? And what is what? What? What, it, what are we doing? Like, what is? What, what You're is happening? A curious being. <laughs> like, what is happening, and why is it happening? And even if there's no reason for it, how does it happen? And like, mm. w- it's not so much of an existential thing. It's more just like a, uh, yeah, a curiosity as he, to like how it works and he like why. Talks to me about something, and he, and like if he sees that I'm like. Not disinterested, but I'm not like as into it as he is. He'll say like, "Don't you, don't you just want to know how stuff works?" <laughs> I'm like, yes, sometimes not everything. Yeah, he, he wants to know how everything works. Not everything. There's some things I don't care about. You know, I don't. I don't really want to learn. You know how? Uh, yeah, like a a telecommunication system works i mean i do want to but it's not on my priority list well, see now you you do want to though well it's not on my priority list it's not so much that i'm like seeking it out and i'm like you know like oh, i'm yeah, super well, excited about so, it so what are you seeking out now what, I'm, what i like physics for? i like that i like the fundamental i like to get to the bottom of mm. everything but like it's it's re- it presents more questions than why answers once you get to that. Oh are. yeah, why we are so who we are. That's very interesting how you look at it from a physics perspective. Yeah, I think of it more through spiritual. Yeah, uh, just psych psychological, psychological, mental. Yeah, yeah. And no, I think, I think of that too. Spiritual yeah. spirituality and it lies in that somewhere. neuroscience goes together within yeah. that regards. So yeah, ah mm. uh, man. I, like the the fact that like neuroscience right so it's like this the study of how neurons communicate together something as simple as that sentence it's like well what does that actually mean like how are they communicating oh they're using electricity and it's like how why are they using electricity because it's the fastest thing and then how are they doing everything made out of energy isn't it energy vibrating yeah vibrating but it's it's physical electricity it's not just waves of energy it's physical electricity as in it's a charge the neuron knows how to create a deficit in charge or a excess in charge and able to make the adjacent neuron um likely to want to um neutralize that charge and also in between them is like a sea of chemicals and they change those chemicals based on how they want that chemi- the the message to travel and how fast they want it to travel and how often and all that and how 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 much are you creating a charge and discharging and how, and what rate is it or and what voltage is it and that to me is ridiculous it's just like w- it, this is all we are like this that, is that sounds like it's only one aspect of oh, it yeah. though so oh yeah it's not that's just, just the tip. that's, that's, that's just, just one little portion and that's the side that you're looking at what about all the other dimensions of the same thing what other dimensions there's so many other dimensions of what you're looking at in different ways like how you explain it and then someone else could look at it differently and explain it in a different way 
because it's just a different interpretation. How could, how would you explain it? Neurons talking to each other. Um, Transmitting information. Well, I haven't really looked at it. At 180 that, that bits a second. I haven't looked at it in that kind of way before. Although it will be something that how, I will how take do you, into account How do you now. look at it? I look at it that... Um, As in your thought process. How is it happening right now? How is my thought process? Yeah, what's what's happening? actually happening at the fundamental? Um, what do, what is it an accumulation of? I think it's just my consciousness, really. How are you conscious? That's a, that's another thing. Like, what do you think of that? Right now, I don't I don't really know. Yeah, I I've, don't know. I've I no just I can, I can have theories that I'm just a energetic being. Mm. But what does that mean? Projecting myself into this human experience or reality. Man, it, the whole thing seems so bizarre to me. Well, life is bizarre. It's so bizarre because, like, I, I've said this to Ali before and I've gotten no answer. Not that I was expecting one because I don't fucking know the answer. I don't think anyone does. But I like, I like bouncing it off as many people as I can just in the hopes that someone says something that makes me go, oh... <laughs> oh yeah yeah all right that, that, yeah. that makes me feel a little bit better about things but like i i can't get it uh-huh. an answer what is and it? and the, and the thing that i always repeat is what isn't it kind of weird that like this whole thing exists like the the whole the whole universe exists is that what is that what you wanted an answer to yeah oh. not an answer just sort of like a like a it's I was sort gonna answer yes well, yeah, well, there you go. There's the answer. That's, I mean, it is, it is weird, but like, <laughs> I like to feel like I'm not just like yelling at a wall, like not, not enough people are willing to think about that because it kind of frightens them. I don't know why. How but do you know it frightens them? Because like, they just avoid it. Like, like, uh, like avoiding a, a uncomfortable conversation. What kind of people are we talking about? Uh, you the know, general populace or something? Very nice, gentle people. I think you're assuming that people avoid it. Oh, it just who seems knows like the they avoid processes it. Processes of other people, yeah. like maybe they do have glimpses of the day, be like, "Fuck, this is so weird." Like, what's going on? It, it is, is absolutely life. weird. And who knows if people um, do that? We, you, we only have our own perspective. Maybe. And, maybe yeah. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the map. Is not the territory. No. Which is everybody has a map. Hmm of reality and it's just a representation it's not actual true reality Mm. so it's a reality um viewed by them through different lenses so what they focus on um and how they feel Mm. if that makes sense okay yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense so it's just like if you look at google maps and it tells it shows you the geography of everything mm-hmm. it might be pretty accurate but it's not exactly the same yep. as the actual geography so actually looking at the, it the rules that, it, yeah. that an individual has mm. for their own map of reality will be different to everybody else's mm. so i just find everybody it. has their own rules and manuals yeah for what people should and shouldn't do 
and when pe- when people like infringe on those rules then that can result in getting triggered mm. for some things so as you're saying earlier how that when people go on their phone mm. that triggers you and you get a automatic response to get to feel angry and sad for them mm. because in your manual for them they shouldn't be doing that yeah if that makes sense that's just one example that's that yeah, happens yeah. For every little thing in of course life. so if you think about it you no one really sees reality from your perspective they can take it you know shine a flashlight on and be like oh that's an interesting perspective although they won't be able to get the whole perspective because it's yours mm. and you're making your own reality yeah that's that's another thought i have all the time i can never experience life through anyone else's point of view ever not fully it's always going to be through mine and that is it and i can never show anyone else what my perspective and my reality is ever. i wonder how humans would be towards one another if they could actually do that maybe that's where we're headed in evolution that we can actually tap into each other to to that level i think um being more open and mm. empathetic and like you can convey more yeah like you can convey things intellectually although there's the other side of emotionally as well so it still won't be the whole 100% perspective although mm. when you get the emotions involved as well it, it feels like you can gain more of an understanding and yeah. connection to those people like I'm sure you've met people where you get stimulated intellectually and then stimulated emotionally Mate, I'm, and have it's that having, it's happening right now I know Shit. We'll, we'll keep that you know make sure you keep that for a bit later on <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> keeps going back there and Derek keeps you know pulling the reins back it's good yeah sorry going where no I like it going where I'm saying I'm saying I'm having a great conversation needs to be controlled I'm saying I'm having a great conversation I didn't I didn't mean it like that jeez you you guys are thirsty yeah have a drink yeah have have a drink man have a drink quench that thirst you two sip on your drink there you go no, I was genuinely meaning it as, you know, when it, when when I'm around anyone who's willing to entertain a certain idea, um, that is like, it almost feels like intellectual fuel because then you start coming up with ideas and things start popping up way more often and way more elaborate. Like, what I was saying about the, like, isn't this weird? The, mm. I, I'm referring to, isn't it weird that there is a universe at all, that there is... Um, a process that somehow led to us existing. And then now we basically are these sentient things, right? Why are you smiling? Yeah, because I agree. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really holding that back because he took a deep breath. What? Why is, that, why is that so funny? I mean, it, it is. is. I, I, I think it's, yeah. well, my interpretation of what is life and everything, the universe, you give meaning to literally everything. Yeah, like, you give meaning. The individual gives meaning to everything. So you're the creator of your life. Yeah, but I just find it weird how like it's going gonna, it's gonna to end. Or mm. not yeah. like in a bad way. No, in like a, oh, there's nothing the else. Of it, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't, it's, it's, it's not like a nihilistic kind of way. Because life moves pretty fast. Oh, God. Yeah. You should get, it's you not, should get that tattoo. It's not, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like in a nihilistic kind of way where it's like, oh, everything's going to die, so who cares? No, it's, mm. it's, it's, 
exact opposite. It's like, holy shit, enjoy as much as you can of this. Make as many connections as you can and have as many positive interactions with people and yourself and everything around you as you can because it's not going to last. It's going to, it's, it's a very fleeting moment, your whole existence, and then that's it. Is it for you know? Is there anything after it? Maybe I don't know. I was, I was just about to ask you what's what is after. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm saying even if there was no I after, no, no, we'll go back to that. We'll go back to that. Trust me. But you're not getting out of that one. <laughs> um, no, it's more just like well, even if there's nothing after, what the hell is this? How are you aware that you're aware in something that started and will end, and there could potentially never be? anything like this again in the same format well that's that's in the same way if you think about just generally in the time that you've been alive like obviously like we're evolving and things are changing and things are way different to when you know but that's still you you, me and Derek were younger but that's still human history I'm talking like so much before it and so much after that it's so irrelevant and but my point is is that you're like you're aware that it's changed. Yeah. Like if you think about it, you're like, whoa, like things have advanced so much, you know, in this short amount of time. But like subconsciously, you're just going through life like as it is. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, shit, it was so different. But you don't, you don't consciously think about that every single day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, 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 I think I do. Well, consciously, <laughs> That's my the brain only processes like 126 bits of information. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, subconsciously or unconsciously, the, the mind processes like over 2 million bits of information. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you're definitely taking in a lot more information than what you consciously pro- yeah. process. And then you tap into things later on that you're like, well, I never thought about that before, but clearly you've saved it somewhere. Mm. I, I feel... Uh, what I'm... What I was talking about was a little bit different. It was. It's, it's going next. It's going like existential. Yeah, I was. I, no, I, I understand. I was that, stepping it. Kind of relating it in, yeah, in like yeah. short term. In short term, applicable to the real world. Yes, yes, correct. But I think because people can't really see what you're talking about. Well, I was about to explain oh. it. Just relax. Just. Re- I think about it this way. Okay, someone gets up in the morning, and and you know washes their face. Has a shower, maybe all together, and then, and then, um, what were you laughing at? Jesus! No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, have it. Has a shower, puts on a suit or whatever. Just maybe it's the, the shirt. Goes to work, and through throughout their day, you know, maybe they worry about some existential stuff. But throughout their day, they're mostly concerned with processes that we've set up for ourselves that haven't been set up by nature it's something so like it's a system that runs on itself that's like it's created by us that has nothing to do with the purpose of why we're here so much maybe it does relate back to it but it didn't start because we know what we're here for and this is what we're working for no we've created all these processes like going to work and worrying about paperwork and uh checking if your license is expiring and you need to pay vic rose 100 bucks to get another one all that stuff it's just it's so like you know it it draws your attention away from the giant burning fusion sphere in the sky that's lighting up your your work day, which you never really get to see much of, anyway, because you're at work. And then 
you go home and you don't really think about how that giant sphere in the sky is still there. It's just that this rock that you're on is rotating and now it's nighttime because you can't see it. And all every single star out there is like the one that you're 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 going to work because of. And it's like a it's like a sun cult, but we don't ever acknowledge it and we don't even talk about what the fuck is happening and how many of these stars are there and what's outside of us and if you just go a hundred kilometers up from Earth, you're in vacuum, there's no fucking air, there's no taxes, you've got you, you, like it's a whole other dimension it feels like. People are so removed from where they are just because of how small they are that they feel like their whole world is closing in on them. They don't experience the world. They're just in this bubble. So step out of that for a second, which is me way too many times throughout the day. And I have like a mini just like restlessness, you know, like an urge to just be like, grab the closest person I can find and be like, do you ever, are you aware of this shit happening? Like, when you go outside, do you go, oh, yeah, a giant sphere in the sky? Or do you just go, it's daytime? You know, like, you know what I mean? I, well, I can, I can kind of grasp what you're trying to um There's a giant ball in the sky that is just so, 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 like, so giant that we can't even comprehend it mm. from how much mass it has. It's creating life basically, because we need it for, for life. It gives you skin cancer if you sit in it for too long, potentially. It, there's so many others just like it in the sky at night, and they're all doing the same thing. And all, all those stars, those billions of stars, only make up one galaxy. And those galaxy, uh, this one galaxy that we're in is one of many hundreds of billions. And, like... I don't know when you when you bring it down to everyday stuff it seems like it's a simulation and no one really wants to talk about it. I'm not saying it's a simulation. I'm saying it would be the same frustrating feeling mm. as knowing that you're in a simulation and no one wants to talk about it. How do you know no one wants to talk about it? Um I think it's because I've I've based on what I've observed people aren't they don't seem that aware and mindful of what's happening on the bigger scheme they get too caught up with everyday stuff mm. and modern when you see someone society. huh modern day society yeah when you see people super caught up with everyday stuff that we've made up basically money and you know time time and property and, and finance and uh social relations through the internet and social relations in general and like getting married and kids and and oh here's my car here's my bike and this is my possessions this is my body this is my thing no one really steps out of that for too long at a time if it seems because if they did i think people act a little bit differently if most people did are quite aware of what the hell is happening around them or at least questioning it or curious about it you'd have way less people lashing out at each other um you'd have way less people um being just super negative and always wanting more nothing's enough and all that stuff like i think it it helps mediate a lot of the it's almost like a teenage angst that we all have because we're not quite 
able to articulate our reality? I think it really depends on the people because who are we? Everybody's so different and so everybody different. has so many different thoughts. So I, from my perspective, it seems pretty hard to to generalize these kind of um, thought processes because how do you even measure that? How do you mm. measure people's thoughts about existential stuff and you know thoughts of that nature um i can only really talk about people um talk about my own experience with it or people that you actually talk about it with like what what is your experience with it well yeah i think about yeah life's pretty weird you know i'll look outside and i'll see the sun or it could be cloudy and i'll just look at the sky and i'll be like I'll never see this day again. Mm. And I'm like, you know... Not just that, that the day exists at all. I have exact thoughts like that when I'm driving, especially when I'm driving, and it's like a really good day or something, and um, like I've got like the the shade of the sunroof open, and I'm stuck at a red light or like a train track or something where I have to sit for a bit. And I like look up through the sunroof, and I I either see like the sun... Or, like, just blue sky or some clouds or something. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, there is so much more beyond here. It's mm. scary. And then I stop looking at the sky because it freaks me out. Well, a hundred percent. Because, <laughs> as you said, we are in this little bubble. Yeah. And it's good to know that it's it's a choice. Where's my car? Where's my here. phone? What's on um, my phone? That's, that's, When's work? That's all social conditioning, although you can get yeah. out of it if you choose to. Such a large but little bubble. Well, I don't even Depends think it's that where large. You look as well, as you're talking about, you're looking at, you know, out of space. Yeah. What about the life, microscopic life of yeah. bacteria, viruses, yeah. Yeah, no shit. tardigrades? I guess that's how you become beasts, a germaphobe if you, if you start worrying that, about that. You know, insects... Oh, there's just so many different organisms. Yeah. And, it might as well just be different dimensions. I never, I never. It look seems at, like different dimensions if you look at it. I never yeah. like look at the grass though and go like, mm, the microscopic life. Well, now, now you can. Now you can. Now you can. You can go to the sauna and I'll look at the grout lining and see that mold, and they'll be like, how many, how many pathogens? Actually, I so much culture. <laughs> so much culture. I actually had that thought quite yeah. a few times. Mm. Looking at like, do you go to do you go to very cultured saunas? I think it's rare to find an uncultured song. <laughs> <laughs> Wear thongs. Uh, even the fresh ones, they come pre-cultured for you. Mm. They, they travel them around the world first. The stamps are on the back of it. Legit. Did you know that? Ali enjoys that one. As cultured as a dish. <sighs> God. Who liked that one? Oh. Derek loved that one. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Yeah, um, so I still want to know, do you think consciousness comes from you as a, as a, um, you know, like your, your hardware coming online with software or is, are, are you just a receiver? Mm. And is when this, you is die... Is body a receiver? Are you saying Yeah, is, is, your, is your body a receiver? And do you see your body as who you are? Or do you disconnect from that? Oh, your body. I, I think you you are your body, and you're not your body. How are you your body, and how are you not? Well, your body is your vehicle, so 
you need to look after it. Mm. And f- your physiology has a big impact on your psychology. Mm-hmm. So if you look after your body, it's going to help your psychology as well. Mm-hmm. And you're also not because you're consciousness, which isn't thoughts. Your true you self. Thoughts. The observer. Yeah, yeah, the observer of thoughts and the observer of emotions. Yeah. You feel emotions. So it, it does get complicated. Well, most people um, think that they are the six, well, the sixth sense. I don't know how you say that properly. Sixth. Sixth sense. sense. All right. Most people think they're that. What do you mean by that? So most people think yeah, the five senses. that they are the accumulation of all your five senses and then okay. you are the you know you're you're the thing that's in between that 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 comes online um but i think you haven't heard that before i think I it's heard someone say i'm the sixth sense like yeah it, well no that's different because there's, 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 there's another there's another definition to sixth sense and that's mm. like the other it, you, you can kind of feel things coming that's different what, I'm, in, I'm not talking intuition? about that yeah i'm talking i'm talking i'm not talking about that i'm talking about mm. um your uh, what product is your consciousness of people will most likely be like oh yeah i'm the product of all these five senses getting stimuli and then becoming a consciousness that's observing all that but i think it goes above that i don't even think it's the accumulation and the byproduct of the five senses i think it's a level or a few levels above that which is just like a it's just like a in an in, in ever-existing form of observation. And well, it's, you have those five senses. And it's and at the center. And then you have filters throughout until you get to the real world. And maybe you have the first filter being on the outside, like right after the real world, you have, you have your senses, right? That's your protocol that you can get information in. Um, and then that f- goes through a um, filter, because you don't process all your senses consciously. And then that goes through um, a personality slash ego filter. And what does this mean to me? How does this relate? And can I um, can I use this to my advantage or not? It, does this help me or not? Is this interesting or not? And just analyzes what it means and puts meaning to it. And then you have your instinctual filter, which again goes through it on a genetic level an instinctive level and then finally it goes down to the observer and only after those filters do you see reality and if you want to get down to what level you actually are existing in in terms of your consciousness um i think it has it's it's a thing that has no stake in anything does not die is not born is just a central thing that everyone has the exact thing in them. You know, you are you, uh, and but you're also me and Ali, and Ali is everyone, and I'm everyone, and we're all just the same thing, but, you know, from a different perspective, from a different body, through different biology and all that, but we are the same thing. Anything that's sentient, is tapping into that field. And the more intelligent you are, and the, the higher the, your bandwidth is, the more 
consciousness you're able to manifest out of that field potentially what, what kind of intelligence because there's emotional intelligence spiritual intelligence i'm talking intelligence mm. as in bandwidth just bandwidth i'm not i'm not saying like what what's do you mean by bandwidth bandwidth just how much information can you process in a single instant altogether so is that at a time frontal cortex kind of stuff oh uh, no no it's just the accumulative the whole thing the whole thing how much how many how many bits of information can you process so our, our subconscious is probably aiding the um the probability of consciousness existing our subconscious is because that's the bulk mass of bandwidth that we have and that's how it's existing uh, but like i think there's a good chance even without getting religious about it you can just talk about it from a completely scientific kind of way um that we are a receiver that gets more and more advanced and the more advanced it is the more it can pick up and the stronger um the weaker signal that it can pick up which is m more adding more layers to the full picture and the more sentient and the more conscious you become through that so increases your sensory acuity yeah although as you stated those normal senses that people utilize they there also is the intuitive senses such I as guess clairvoyance so. clairsentience clairaudience oh. stuff like that. i don't know if that's a legit thing and every time i listen to it i am so sucked into it that by the time it like by when it gets to the end of it i'm like this whole time i wasn't skeptical at all i was taking it in as if like i 100 was like yeah this is, this is legit and i just don't know and when i finally wake up out of that and i go ah oh, like do i actually did i just believe in that or do well, i not i don't know everything else that you just stated Sorry. with life and its Here existence go, it could be possible that that's the same thing like why does everything exist as you're questioning why wouldn't those extrasensory abilities exist and yeah let's hear let's hear from you <laughs> no i just wanted to ever since um the, the whole sixth sense thing was brought up i wanted to ask you guys a question and i want to know what you actually think about this um and i'm glad you brought up the clairvoyancy and all that sort of stuff um because in terms of the sixth sense um you know some people um view the sixth sense as um you know uh, in a more spiritual way and in a more um like there's a, a another dimension almost existing um whilst we're existing that we can't see um and um i don't know how much you guys believe in this or how much you don't or if you're neutral on the topic but um i'm interested to hear from both of you um do you do you think that um there is another dimension living around us at all in any way like i'm not talking like there are dead people walking like the ghosts of dead people walking around or anything like that but even like energies and you know you know people having like paranormal experiences of seeing things and not necessarily just people but seeing things and um yeah, do you, do you guys think that that's um, an actual thing in in terms of like you know how you guys were talking about consciousness and being the observer and having the body as the vehicle and all that sort of stuff? I'm interested to know if you think that that's a potential thing. <laughs> I guess very interesting. Um, from my perspective, I do 
think there is an energetic layer around the world because after all i think we are just all energy everything's made of energy Mm -hmm. and just the same as emotions and thoughts are energy as well and that can affect your reality um and you know raising your kind of vibration with like you know positive thoughts and and growing that kind of way you tend to meet other people that are doing the same so it's kind of like an attraction so yeah in terms of there actually being like a spiritual realm spiritual realm um like i don't know i think it it could be a possibility and you know when you go into religion and all that kind of stuff it seems like it's all created kind of internally maybe like you know how prophets see this and that and they're on dmt yeah i think it's kind of like they've gone they've gone on a trip yeah, you know? yeah. and it's just their their interpretation of the trip is you know ended up creating the bible the torah the quran and stuff like that in, that's what i think in my perspective in don't you think that structure. they're quite similar as well i think they're all similar the interpretations yeah they're, they're all very similar and they don't really stray too far from each other yeah they're just they're from all s- from like buddha di- to interpretations the, like from buddha to islam it's like super similar like yeah if you research it you're like well i see the connections everywhere oh, yeah. yeah and even yeah it's just so interesting you're like there doesn't need to be any fighting. Just everyone should just accept it and in, enjoy it. I think people get too hung up on... Dogma. Yeah, tr- tribalism as well. Mm. <clears throat> they they get too hung up on that. And religion doesn't just mean a um, rule set or a foundational sort of thinking guide. It just means... Um, like the bottom levels of it, the the lower energy levels of it, which is like where I'm from mm. and what my culture is and what our traditions are. And they sort of leave it at that and they don't really go that far with it. They sort of stay at that level and that's why it's, it's easy for people to fight about that stuff because well, they don't follow through with it to the point that they go, oh, it's all the same thing really. Well, I imagine there would be a lot of um, different interpretation and lenses applied over many many years from the original text that were created and oh yeah yeah and yeah. you know it's kind of like chinese whispers yeah you know <laughs> how much of it is actually the original and um i think it does they they all have good guidelines on how to live a good life mm. although then what you look for is what you get and what you believe um your reticular activating system will help you find things to reinforce your belief yeah confirmation bias sometimes kicks in yeah so you know it's just like when you buy a new car or a bike you'll start taking notice of it everywhere like was it not there before no it's still there you just can see it more you go oh i i I made a good choice everyone has this i made a good choice and you sort of reinforce that so that goes in in terms of if you think 
everything bad happens to you, yeah, you will find that. Mm-hmm. If you think everything good happens to you, you will start finding that your your brain. I don't know. I don't know how it. effective that is, but I. I it's very effective. I don't know. I, I'm still skeptical about that. I um. I like to keep thinking positive. I don't always assume bad things are going to happen, but I don't think necessarily that it's because I think that that good things are happening. I think it's just a matter of perspective. So things are happening and I'm just seeing the good side of them. I don't think because, because I'm thinking positive, positive things are happening. I think because I'm thinking positive, I see things in a positive way and there's positive to everything. Well, if you think positive, you may be taking more positive actions that in fact create positive change in your life. Possibly. Yeah. For creates positives. And then, then that goes in the same kind of way as thinking can create your own reality Mm. if you utilize it to your advantage. So what do I think about alternate dimensions? Thanks for asking, Ali. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. She, she asked us both. I'm glad. Yeah, no, no, I'm just fucking with her. Uh, I'm glad you asked. You know, I'm glad you reminded me to answer the question. Um, I am very skeptical. I don't. I don't really think there's a outside dimension. I. Th- I. I don't believe there's any. There's a, I don't believe that there's a, prob- a high probability that there is any beings in those dimensions. I do believe in higher dimensions because even mathematically, they're inevitable. So there, there is a fifth, sixth, seventh dimension at the very least. Um, it's proven mathematically, but does anything exist within those dimensions? Eh, don't know. It's as highly or not as likely... Um, as uh, as us existing, we exist in a very small window of time, so that if there was another dimension that's transcendent of time, do they always exist? Have they always existed? Are they always going to exist? I don't know. It's too far for me to comprehend. But if it is just like this dimension, they just live in a higher one. Um, I would say the possibility that they also exist in the same rough place if there is a place for them in the same rough time if there is a time for them as us right now there doesn't seem a it's not a high chance and even if there was the probability that they'll be even interested in us like we're interested in an anthill on the side of the highway is also a low chance i'm not necessarily i'm not necessarily just talking about um another realm of separate beings to us but i mean like like us when we leave. Oh, us when as, we leave. Well, do we go like to a I, higher dimension? Like the fifth, Maybe. The fifth, sixth, or seventh dimension could be the spirit realm. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Which so, is yeah. like, so, so I was asking both. Like, I, I was saying not necessarily the spirit world, but I, I was also intending an answer for that as well. Um, and like, whether or like, if you're wrong about this, or if you're, if you're a skeptic, if you're a skeptic and the, the fifth, sixth or seventh realm ends up being spiritual and we can actually tap into this world somehow, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life until I convince you that I'm still around. Well, you're speaking as if oh, you're going to pass away well, I, I am going to kill her soon. <laughs> oh, my God. It is going to happen. We both know it. She's just preparing. She's letting me know she's, she'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Now, look... I it, it's going to sound so naff to some people but 
Well, it depends. What do you mean, now? I just find it curious. I find it so curious, man. Like I, because I'm so because I find whole the whole spiritual world, spirituality. Where do we go when we die? Where were we before we were born? Um, where do every what where does everything sentient go? And is there a higher dimension that you sort of elevate into? Does your body exist at a lower? vibration that your spirit exists in a higher one they communicate for a time because your spirit wanted to have this experience for some reason and then after that it just keeps it moves on to another dimension i am so into the having those kinds of thoughts that i'm like almost worried like i'm cautious when i have those thoughts because i i don't want to mind fuck myself into thinking a bunch of shit based on assumptions you know, and then I, you kind of mind fuck yourself anyway. I kind of mind fuck myself anyway, but I don't want to get to the level where I, where I'm just believing assumptions, um, because you can put yourself into that. You can go, oh yeah, I, this is what I believe, but I I always have mini freakouts. If whenever I concrete anything in my life, I have a mini freakout about it later on, if a minute or a week or a month or whatever, and I just go wait, how did I figure that out? And why did I just decide that that's how it is and that's how I'm going to think and that's how I'm going to believe things are? Mm. Um, that's I, some good self-awareness. Oh, d- but, you know, this is why I can't, I can't, you know, I can't get too married to an idea. And I just go, okay, maybe, and I move on. I just keep it at maybe. I think I do mm. the same too. I, you know, with, with the whole like, um, spirit thing I obviously that to an extent I feel like I I, I want to believe that there's something more because I don't want to think that this is all I've got and mm. that I've only got a finite amount of time um, so but then but then I start thinking about it so much that I'm like mm, probs not like it probably doesn't exist to be honest and I'm probably just getting my hopes up a little bit but mine's probably more of me getting my hopes up (laughs) rather than rather than getting worried about that i don't know concrete thought like you do i think it's a possibility just due to hearing about different kind of um meth meth yeah no (laughs) different types of meth takes you to different places different type of healing modalities oh that's different to meth yogic practices yeah um reiki and there's just there's just where do those go pardon where do those go so like when when you are advanced into a discipline a practice where are you what are you tapping into are you tapping into that higher thing well that are you, you talking about going into meditation yeah meditation gogic practices um I don't know where you go. Uh, or if gogic. Your brain is like I've heard it being pronounced re- as gogic. Receiver and maybe the brain's a sender as well. And then you can send out and, and go somewhere else. Why or would it be a sender? Just, I said it could be. I'm not saying it But why is. would it be if it was? Why, why? I think people have an ability to send out energy and thoughts. Mm. Because... Just due to experience, like, if I've walked into the room, sometimes I can feel like, you know, if someone's, like, 
angry or there's some tension in the room you can kind of feel what it. did this room feel like what when oh, you came into it it was just it was empty it was empty so there was nothing. yeah but <laughs> was did you feel like oh great it's a room did you feel any of the residual emotions that have p- happened in this room to be honest i just went in and just felt chilled i was like oh it's a chill room so you nice. felt the chillness that has happened yeah. before you hmm the chillness has been soaked that, into the couch. I'm pretty sure you just fed him that no, idea. No, I don't know if it happened from like, you know, I don't know how long the energy would remain in a room. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm a super intuitive person. It's would would energy I, remain? It's more in the moment. So yeah. if there was tension within the moment, say, say you walk into like a, a you, you go to someone's house and there's a group of people there. Mm. And just before you got there, two people had an argue, a really heated argument about something. And then you walk into the room and you're like, oh, man, there's some weird energy in here. That or the opposite where there's people just vibing out, like having oh, yeah. such an awesome conversation and they're just not connecting to intellectually, but they're kind of connecting emotionally, like just... Playing music. Yeah, even that, like when you put music on and you feel the vibes. There's just different kind of... Or jamming out together yeah. if you play. Well, then, then you then you wonder, like, if you're having a really good conversation or you're, say, you're, like, going into an awesome um, BJJ sparring match or jiu-jitsu sparring match or playing guitar or, um, you know, you're doing some sport that requires extreme focus, all these things are... Something that centers you, yeah. state. Yeah. And, you know, if you're talking with someone, that's like a shared flow state creating a third mind. Mm. Like, it's not just your mind now. It's the other person's mind melding together, creating yeah. another mind. So, you're like sending out. It's a space ending. between the nodes so that it's not just exists something. You're a sender and a receiver. Yeah. Right? Because you, you can make ideas together. You send it out or you can receive it. And sometimes you receive it from something that you don't even know consciously. It comes from the unconscious due to entering flow state a lot of people um that are creative they all think similarly about where their creative stuff comes from when they're in that flow state i've heard this so many times where you'd go man i was like just sitting there and i was focusing and i was writing this song i was i was building this house, whatever, whatever it is, uh, designing something and it, you feel like something takes over and you're tapping into something and it's like you're just fishing and you're just catching these ideas and they, and they don't feel like they're coming from you, you just feel like you're a, you're a conduit, uh, what is it, a conduit mm-hmm. to those ideas yeah. and I've heard that many times and it makes sense, it makes sense, even though I'm like sceptical and I'm like... Uh, there's probably not a other dimension, but the whole creativity thing, like... Does that come from another dimension? Maybe. Maybe. No, maybe maybe it's a shared dimension where every idea already exists and you're just tapping into it. Collective consciousness. Because it feels like that during, like, a, yeah. like, during like a mushroom trip. It mm. feels like you're tapping into, like, a very central hub of information. And... You're just connecting with that for you're just plugging in. Did you ever feel that you were gonna die? Oh yeah, the whole time. And did you did you have a sense that you it was okay? Oh yeah. That there was actually at the it was start, no. good and something more was. At the coming? start, no, I struggled. I had the first the first strong have you ever had any I forgot the if I asked you or not, have you ever had any psychedelic? Yes, uh, What tried have you had? Mushrooms. How many? How I mean is in how much so? Um 
I don't know, we, we shared um, about 50. 50. Okay, so 25 each? No, no, it was like, I think there was like five, four, five of us. Oh, okay. And, but there were different species. So there was, I think there was cu- cubensis and then there was the gold caps, which were like three times the strength of the normal Yeah, ones. yeah, cubensis and then you've got um, subs. I forgot what they're called. exactly. Like subnegurgia or something like that. Mm. I always forget the name of them. But that's the one that grows here the most. That's the most common one. Um, but it is one of the strongest in the world, which is great for us. Because we don't have to go out and try and be like, oh, I've tried mushrooms. I've tried mushrooms, but I want to try mushrooms. No, we already have the mushrooms. Like, they don't exist everywhere, the, the really strong ones. And we've got them. So, we're lucky because of that. Um, but if you had 50 between five people, that means each, every person got 10, roughly. Maybe. Every mushroom, roughly, dried is about 0.4 of a gram if they're big they can be up to 0.6 so 10 yeah you would have had you know anywhere between three and six grams dried which is a decent amount three even three grams at the lowest of what it could be oh it could be it could be as low as two because some some mushrooms are two grams but yeah, between two and six grams, that's a, that's a decent range of mm. what what you could have had. What was your experience? It was interesting. It's interesting. Um, every everyone was kind of. We had two different rooms. You know, some someone put on a movie in mm. one room, and then someone else put like this world documentary on, mm. and it was just like no talking or anything it was just document just like places around the world tribal people it was really unusual okay and then they had some um who the fuck put that on uh, one of our friends brought it and he thought it'd be cool <laughs> and um you're like tripping out and you can hear like oh yeah 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 oh, yeah, yeah and like um, the amazon no it that would just, freak it me the fuck out stuff like you'd see like probably like you know parts of the great wall of china and just little villages like it was, yeah. it was just really random i didn't fully watch it that a lot yeah he, um, did you find that you could or couldn't watch stuff no well well look i'll tell you focus what wise I'll t- I'll tell yeah you yeah t- so, run me through i'm not going to talk so you go. we had that and then we had some um what was it some andrew bayer on it was i guess it's like up some kind of uplifting trance in the background <laughs> and everyone was just like watching and then people like fuck everyone like this looks weird like people started kind of becoming a bit holographic and yeah it was just it was just who became holographic like when you get a visa mastercard and you can see who who became holographic the other people you're with oh everything everything was just a subtle okay holographicness to it and i just felt really tired okay and i was just like is that the start of it yeah, kind of like within the first hour, like you yep. kind of get queasy from it because yep. I had it in the tea and you just kind of feel a bit sick and you're mm-hmm. like, oh. And then, then I was like wondering what I should do and what I shouldn't do. I was like, oh, you know, should I stay here or should I just go rest because I feel so wrecked? I think yep. I was, at the time I was working a lot and then I just finally had some time off and I just felt like overworked and drained. So then I went to my friend and I was like bro could I 
lay down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I um take your doona please? Yeah. Like, there was one in the lounge room and he's like, Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, will everyone be alright? I'm like I'm like, everyone should be fine, like, you know, I just need to relax and stop overthinking things and just let go. Yeah. And I grabbed the dinner, I came back to the room and I just lay in the corner. So you were resisting for a little bit, but then you I let it go. I resisted and then I learned that resisting will actually yeah. hurt you. <laughs> how quickly <laughs> did that take? Anxiety. How quickly or how long did it take? Oh, maybe like 30 minutes. Like it was mm. a bit of it. Yeah. I was just like, you know... I didn't, I, you know, I just wanted everyone to be cool too. That's a pretty good turnaround, time, actually. Usually like, people get stuck in that the first trip, like the whole I've, time. I've learned before. Uh, okay, from what? <laughs> yeah, I learned before. From what? Another experience. Through uh, mushrooms? Yeah, just like lower. Well, I don't think it was as high, but uh, I just lower dose. That, like, yep. Yeah. So, um, so, so you reckon a lower dose was a good introduction? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Like, like first started with one. Yep. You know, just to see... One yeah, mushroom. Just to test it, yeah. Ah, so that wouldn't have done anything. No, that didn't. It just kind of felt, you know. Just a little bit just, tingly. Yeah, just like a you, yeah. slight color contrast on everything. Yeah, it was just not really much. And then yeah. like, the next time was probably like four or five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this time. That's then, good. So you upped I, it slowly. You didn't yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Well, we did We did a research. We didn't want to, you know, educate ourselves on the topic. Yep. Yeah. Because, um, you know. It wasn't just for fun, you know, it was just kind of to explore. A bit it should, more a I think way. with mushrooms is a bit dangerous to go for fun, to go in mm. for fun, especially if uh, if it's your first time. It's like, um, it's like when you first start driving. If you're just driving for fun and you're not trying to learn as much as possible and, and you're aware of all the things you should be, um, you know, taking into consideration, you can get yourself in trouble. Uh, but if you go into it with the mindset that you you want to learn and you use it productively and you're like, you know what, if I can master this or if I can get this kind of down, it'll help me get to places, it'll help me further my life and allow me to do more and all that stuff. So, like, it's kind of a similar thing with it. If you mm. just go in going, I'm going to have a great time, I'm going to see dragons, you will see dragons, but you'll be you'll be seeing dragons made out of your own fear. Like, and it'll be just turned around at you and you'll spin off into a... And you know how people say, like, bad trip? I was using that example before. I don't... I think bad trip is a, a, not a correct way to say it. It's more just uh, a... It's a good trip that you resisted. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, sort of, it's sort of like a potential good trip. Happen. It's a potential realisation that you resisted which turned it into a bad trip. There's no such thing as a bad trip for me. It's all productive because you come out of it not just with fear, not just with trauma, which sometimes can happen, but you come out of it with an understanding of what you did wrong and how, how you can make maybe fix that and go back in. And most people that have bad trips, I had a bad trip first time. Dude, it was terrible. It was like six hours of resisting, but like it was similar to like, um, like an electrocuted uh, piece of, you know, like a, like a metal pole. And I hung onto it and, and it was electrocuting me. And the harder I hung on, the more electrocuted me. And the more electrocuted me, the harder I hung on, right? And it was just a feedback loop that I was just squeezing and squeezing as hard as I can for a long time. And I just burnt myself out over hours trying to make it stop. And I'm like, please stop. And I'm hanging on harder and harder when... 
eventually, a while after, I learned that if you just let go, just let it go, it goes away. Uh, and it's such an obvious thing that you would that you would you know, get to. Like, of course, just let it go. The thing that's electrocuting you, just mm. let it happen and let go of it. You I know, think- don't don't get in its way. Let it be, and don't get too hung up on its existence. Let it happen, and it will actually not affect you. So that took me a while to realize. But the first trip, no, no, I just hung on for dear life, and it was trying to kill me. Not in the sense that it's trying to hurt me, but trying to bring me back to the core of who I was before I put clothes on, before I grew up, and before I became a body. And it's trying to take me back to that point. And I'm like, no, I like my body. I like my life. I like myself, and I like my friends, and I like my possessions. And I like, I like, I like, I like. I don't want to let go of any of it because I I, I thought it was... You're holding on to your ego. Yeah. Yeah, it's my ego convincing me that that's all I have. So I'm like, yes, okay, cool. I'll hang on to it. And the more it pulled me towards that death point, the singularity point, the more I hung on tighter and tighter because I'm like, I don't want to be stripped of everything I am. And then that was at the start. That would be scary. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude. Um, and, and the set and setting were not ideal. Um, we were actually, it was a, me, a friend of mine, and his friend, and we were supposed to go camping. And we took them on the drive towards camping. And it kicked in a bit too early. And we needed to pull over. Me and the person in the passenger seat behind us. Um, the driver hadn't taken his yet. Thank God. Um, I was gonna say. Yeah. And we we went out of the car and we were feeling queasy and whatnot. Um, the guy at the back started vomiting on the sidewalk. It was just a random residential place like in, in like the eastern suburbs of Melbourne towards Sugarloaf actually. And it was like Croydon or something. And he started vomiting and I collapsed. I just fainted. But I didn't... They, they, they told me afterwards I didn't just fall. I first squatted and then sat down on the ground and then just slowly laid back i sort of like i felt myself fainting i don't remember this but i felt myself fainting so i slowly sat down and then eased into it and just went unconscious they said it was it was more graceful than just a faint but it was not pretty just to see and um yeah i had this whole vision of me having a different life somewhere else and yeah, it was it was weird. It was like I lived months somewhere, and then it was thirty that's, seconds. That's random. It was thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yeah, mm. and then we all left to a park nearby mm. to regroup, and we ended up staying in that park just in the car. And the the driver took his. I don't know why, but that grounded us because we couldn't mm. go anywhere after that. And um, yeah, we were just there, and it took a long time for us to like breakthrough and we only broke through when it started easing off we didn't break through by letting go because we were very amateur and it was a random park and it was scary and it was night time yeah it doesn't sound like you had a good set and setting it wasn't the worst but it wasn't the best Mm. you know it could have been way worse but it wasn't and I, i wouldn't 
I wouldn't prescribe that set and setting for someone trying it out for the first time. I would be like, you, you're either going to come to my house and sit down with me and I'm going to just chill out with you or you, I'm going to make sure that you're at home safe and you know, there's someone to check on you or just somewhere you're comfortable. You yeah. know, that's ideal. But anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Keep going with your yeah, experience. Yeah, your experience, Derek. Um, hmm. You said that you got... Holographic? The, you said, no, you said you got the doona. And the doona? And you went to the corner. Yeah, so, like, after, like, we were just chilling for about 30 minutes. 30, like, it could be in 30 minutes to an hour around. And then I was like, yeah, I should just go lie down. And so I went into the corner and people were just, I don't know what they were doing. They were just doing them. And I was just like, I'm doing me. And then I put the doona on me and I went into the corner. And... <laughs> And then I was just looking at them and then I closed my eyes and then it just felt, as soon as I closed my eyes, I felt like heaven. Hmm. It just felt like, yes. It's euphoria. Yeah. And then, and then I just started seeing like all these kind of geometric, colorful patterns, like move, like each time I would take a breath and I'd breathe in and I'll go, hmm. And everything looked so bright and mm. happy. And then when I exhaled, it was like, became droopy. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. And, I was like, and then, <sighs> and then yeah. even breathing now feels good. So do, you, good do you feel like your surroundings were breathing with you? Yeah, exactly. Derek and, promotes breathing. And I kind of lost Derek, my Derek, are you prescribing breathing to us? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think breathing is the best. She forgets to breathe a lot. Yeah. We've done a few breathing things. We here. have, yeah. Um, introduced a bit of the Wim Hof method. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and then I lost my body and I just didn't know where it was. Just began, casually. And I didn't know where the blank. I became the blanket and I was just like. I became the blanket. Yeah, and I just was like resting. And by then I think people had left and I was just like there by myself. Mm. And it was like <laughs> yeah. some trans playing. And, and then I was just having realizations, just like thinking about my life. And then I was like, I just found the answer and I was mm. just like. I, I think I like was like so elated that I had tears of happiness and just yeah. ecstatic bliss that life is love. Mm. So the meaning of life was just to love and I just loved everyone and I just mm. like, you know, I just, I just told everyone that, you know, I love everyone. Um, <laughs> but before that, it was a bit scary because I was like, I was like, I could just lie here forever and I could just die here. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to become a mushroom. Yep. And I was like, I could just like, just like, you know, turn into a mushroom. And then I was like, I felt a bit bad to just die there. And I was like, oh, you know, I can't just die at my friend's house. And the parents were like, be like, what the hell? Yeah. Just, so rude. I'm just How could there. you die? And then like, I thought of my family and I didn't want to like leave them behind. And then I was just like, and then I was just like, it's okay. Yeah. I'll be fine. And that, oh, I so you got to like that it, point. I felt like there's like just peace. Yeah, yeah. That there was so like, you actually accepted that. That's a tough thing to accept I, in I, the moment when it comes to it. When it, you're it's like, it's, it's if you say yes, remember. you will die right now. That kind of thing. Well, it wasn't that like I will die right now. It's like I will die eventually. Like I could yeah. just die. Like I wasn't like right now I'm going to die right this second. It was just like. But it sort, of, it sort of calls your bluff. It makes you feel like you're dying and it's like, all right. Are you ready for this? Yeah, and I just then said, if I you're have not, to accept it. Like I felt like a bit yeah. scared, but at the same time, I was just like, yeah. And then I just came to that realization, and I got up and I told everyone mm. the answer, and 
if other people were doing different things. So, so the answer is... I think I went internal and then everyone was like external. Okay, yep. The answer was to to love. Yep. That was that was the answer I came up with. It might it might sound cliche. No, no. It's just it's it's the answer most people get just, to. It's just love. It's I weird. love everyone. Like even people that have done wrong by me, I was just I just love everyone. I find that I so strange. That most people get to that conclusion as well. Yeah. Mm. And um. And then later on, it just and it, it makes got sense after that. Yeah. Like, you know, I was speaking to my friend and. And then I was just looking at him and I'm like, did I create you, bro? Yeah. Like, is this reality? I was like, I, did I create you? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And I'm like... That's a great thing to say to someone that asks you that question. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's what he was asking me. And I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> And um, because it was just everything was... It was kind of like the Matrix. Yeah. That's what I felt like. Everything was hologram and... And there was this part where I found out, like, I was like, whoa, finally I've clocked life. Like, it took all this time to find out that this life was just a game. Yeah. And I felt yeah. like I clocked it at that time, that it was over. That yeah. It was, yeah. like, game over and the credits were rolling and I'm like, bro. And then, yeah, it took, I just was feel, I felt that for, like, a week. Yeah, you feel it after, too. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, deep in thought and i was like wow it's amazing that it's i don't know like there's a lot of experiences where you get certain thoughts throughout the experience but as soon as you come out of the experience those thoughts don't make sense anymore and it just becomes oh that was a fun thing to go through and feel all that but with mushrooms i find the the feelings and the experience that you go through it, it stays relevant you know definitely one of the most relevant experiences of of my life and um that that was the last time I did it. That was like when two, was that? Two, two years ago or something. It's been yeah. a few years that you know I've, I've I don't drink. I don't do anything. I'm just like fully sober. What's your <clears throat> What's your relationship with weed now? Um, I don't I don't smoke. I I don't consume it. I I have nothing. I don't. I think it's great. Yeah. People use it. How has your relationship been with it? It's been good. Yeah. Elaborate. Um, I used to make uh, cannabis oil for injuries. Yep. I was I went through a phase to try and alleviate injuries, which has been like you know kind of a thing that's led to exploring past the physicality mm. of life, and then you know looking into psychology and stuff like that, different kind of healing compounds, healing modalities that can help. So I've explored a lot of different. Can avenues. you can you explain that? Explain what portion? Like, yeah. What What did you? How did you explore that with just um, lots of cannabis oil? Oh, so cannabis oil. Um, I was just researching healing compounds and came yeah. across, you know, CBD and cannabis oil. So I I decided to research on how to um, just... ext- extract it and use it on my body to heal. What are I you laughing at? I just, I remember when he brought oil to one of the Omar parties and it got put in the bolognese sauce. Oh, no. That Anton made when he was drunk. Oh, no. It, it actually helped someone that was really sick. So oh, did it? this guy on the floor in the bathroom passed out and he's like, I feel so sick. And then he had to pass and he felt much better. Really? Yeah, which was good. That's interesting. Yeah, so, so it helped him. So what was the oil... F- 
of just CBD or just cannabis in general? It was just like what I, I, I just went and found a source that could get like the highest quality and of what? I, just like the oil? obviously they couldn't do scientific analysis on it. Did you make the oil yourself? I made it myself. Oh, okay, okay. So you um, just got so good. I don't even think it was like I don't know if it was high CBD. It's probably high THC. So yeah, okay. So be CBD in it, and I would just yeah, you know. I used to give it to people that had injuries and it would help them massage it into them and mm-hmm. stuff as well. I think it's a great plant for um, many medicinal uses, even recreational, like how they've legalized it in um, in some states of America. And I believe yeah. they should do almost, it. Well. Almost 50% now. And I think it'd be good for the economy, regulate its genetics. So mm-hmm. it's not just like a 99% THC and just... Just smack, getting people super, super smashed. Um, <laughs> I think the highest they've gotten to is 31 at the moment. And it's, that's, you know, ridiculous because over here it's 5 to 10. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was getting into the 90s. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's it's at 31%. That's like the the lethal shit that they make. Okay. That's that's through genetic modification. But, yeah, like, any, like I don't have any Could you get me a drink? I don't have any kind of like um, external substances that will affect my state of consciousness because I want to train it yep. um, through my normal state and being able to achieve altered states without altering it externally, if that How makes come? sense. I just felt interested in doing that. So I thought it would be good to develop. <laughs> Dude, just put it back on. Is it dull? Oh, God. Oh. She's just locked us in. That's cool. Right. That's fine. fine. Ali just got up. So rude. Um, yeah, so... You did ask for a drink. Huh? You did ask for a drink. I did, I did. But she got up before I asked. Okay. Um, yeah, so... So, obviously, you're not having anything right now. No alcohol, no smoking, no, no form of tobacco, no. or no form of any substance. Do you drink coffee? No, I don't. Yep. Do you drink tea? Sometimes. Sometimes. Some, yep. Some you don't drink tea. anything. You don't have any caffeine, basically. No, no. pre-workout with caffeine or anything. Never really had. I probably had pre-workout like four or five times. I'm not, a hu- not a huge fan of pre-workout, yeah. to be honest. For, not for, it's not for me. It's, it might be good for some people, but not for me. Um, moderation is key for any substance. That's true. Know. That's true. Yeah. And, yeah. So, what do you have against... Not against. It's going to sound... I'm not saying you have anything against weed, but... What's your stance against it for you personally? Um, why don't you Why don't you want to take part in that, and why don't you want to keep exploring that? Well, I'm not saying that I don't want to forever. Just okay, for, for so now, you're just taking that, a break. You know, just did you find that it was negatively impacting any part of your life at any point? Uh, when I would just start feeling my injuries more in depth. So it's just an for me, it's an it accentuates everything even more. Mm-hmm. So it accentuates the senses, how you feel, what you taste, the things that you do it with. I mean, like whatever you do when you consume it, like mm-hmm. say if you, you go to the gym, it promotes high blood flow. So you have mm-hmm. really good gym workouts. Um, if you do stretching. Or yoga, I love the gym workouts when you're like a little bit beat, buzzed. Just anything like, I yeah. thought it was really great for doing activities. Dude, I, I was, I was high once doing jujitsu. 
How was that? Oh my god. Were you a better practitioner? Huh? Were you a better, better pr- practitioner? I was, yeah. And I felt everything so much better. I was calmer. I was, um, th- you know, that thing that like activates instinctu- instinctively that m- makes you freak out a little bit when someone's getting the upper hand and sort of that like what, inst- fight and flight response. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Sorry, um, that's what I was thinking of. You know that that response mm-hmm. is quietened. It's numbed. Uh, you are much more clinical and much more logical in your steps, and you're not as you're not as um, worried about being overcome or not being good enough or whatever. You're just more okay with following through with the process and the techniques and the and the and the general um, logical uh, order of what think what things are working, what things aren't. Um, what you need to improve, what you need to do next and, you know, like what you did wrong and it, it's just, you become more of an observer and you're less attached mm. emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I don't like to do it high much. I mean, I think I've done it twice ever. Yeah. Out of respect because... Do you, do you think it's disrespectful? No, I don't think it's disrespectful. I just, I'm, I'm not a high ranking like i'm not a high belt mm. or anything so when you black belt you just i think if it. if i was a black belt i'd be, i'd just be like by the way i'm not encouraging you to do this but if you do smoke weed and you would like to be high during my session i don't care i would i, I wouldn't encourage it but i would um i would welcome it i, I i'd allow it just because i think it's not detrimental and I don't think it's disrespectful. But what do I know? So maybe if, if I do become a black belt someday, um, I'll feel differently about that. You never know. And that's why I don't want to assume that I know all I know and all, all that I will know now and take part in that. Please go turn that off. That's going to kill us. The heater. Is that the heater? Yeah, go it? turn it off, please. Oh, you're kidding. I thought it was aircon. No, it's not aircon. Did you put the heater on? No, I didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> No. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... It'd be awkward me just turning it off. Your mum's going to be like... What? <laughs> just tell her that you're turning it off because of me. Else said to turn Alex it off. Else doesn't want this on, okay? Yeah, Else doesn't want to turn it on because he'll die. In this small room filled with lava lamps and things that make heat. Including people. Three of them. Um, yeah... Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, like, we talked about this a little bit the other day, the whole, like, art side of it, the jiu-jitsu thing. Mm. Are you interested in it at all? I, I think martial arts uh, is a very good practice to take. It does Man, teach, I don't do te- it, I don't, I don't do it enough, and I've missed three sessions in the past two weeks, and it, if I feel like shit, what absolute shit. What are you going to do shit. about it? I'm going to go. <laughs> That's what I'm going to... I can't do anything about it. I've got to let it go. I'm not going to just hold on to that. No, I mean, from for now on, like, to, you know, prevent that from happening. It, it's going to happen. I accept that. It's going to happen. Life's going to get in the way, and I will either um, have shit on or get lazy, but it's going to happen. Um, I find myself lazy less these days than I used to be. Uh, it's, so, it's easier for me to stay focused and determined, but 
like for example we'll have something on and i'll favor seeing ali over going training um would ali come do jiu-jitsu with I you? would love for I her to come I would love for you that to happen go so bad. no I, what do you mean I've never so bad. I've never proposed that to you <laughs> no uh, you wanted me to just go to your oh yeah yeah I've want I wanted her to come to the gym when there wasn't a class on when you, it's just open mat space that you oh, can awesome. just and me and her can just do like sparring session where we can just like work out basically <laughs> sounds great it's just it's like a it's like a high cardio intense workout mm, mm. but you have a it's good to have a partner because it, I I can get on the ground and do sit ups but like it's so much more fun when it's like you're putting it into an application um, and it it's way more fun and I want to introduce her to that. Um, and I think it's I think it's really empowering because it's uh, it's not about realizing that you're strong or weak. It's more just realizing that you you aren't helpless, and it doesn't matter how strong or weak you are. You especially jujitsu. I found like kickboxing. Yeah, you're gonna have to build up some technique and power behind it. But jujitsu, I feel like you, you can just be a stick, a walking short stick that is super weak but through jiu-jitsu i think you can become so much more um efficient and effective at um using what you have and enhancing that through technique and also it's not just about that it's fun it is legitimately fun you come back after the session it's only an hour session that i go to well twice a week that's it but after that hour session, I am dead, just exhausted in a in the best way, just like a good gym session. Um, and you feel so good about yourself, not because you're like, yeah, I did that shit, but it's more just like you feel like a part of you's been fulfilled. You know, something's been because expelled. You did that. Huh? Because you did that shit. Yeah, because you did that. But it's like it's like a it's like a visceral mm. happiness. It's not just a, 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 a it's not just like a a personality ego self esteem boost. Mm-hmm. It's like a visceral biological reaction to hard intense um, activity that I think Ali will appreciate a lot, and it'll it'll help her in her life. Um, just, it'll help her regulate emotion. It'll help her, um, regulate fear and insecurities. Ah, cause it's done that for me, you know, it's done that for me. Like it, it doesn't matter what, where you start from. Like everyone has different levels of sensitivity mm. to emotion or whatnot, but I think it doesn't matter what your baseline is. It makes it much better yeah. regardless. So if you, if you're already really good and I don't think you're that bad, honestly, I think, Without much, like without much self-reflection, you're already um, really good, and then you've done a little bit of self-reflection. So, like, is better than the average person again. And then I think if you add more layers to that with discipline and some sort of practice that you do, like jujitsu or something, it doesn't have to be jujitsu. It could be like basketball. You know, I mean, if you just added discipline to that, I think most people including you and myself will find like um an enhancement again totally yeah i wanted to ask you um also going back to plant medicine and plant medicine i like that yeah yeah plant medicine 
what what are your thoughts on the emerging emerging studies on um, psilocybin and MDMA and LSD therapies for combating um, psych psychiatric disorders, post traumatic stress, um, depression, mm. and stuff of that nature? Yeah, yeah, I haven't had experience with MDMA and mescaline, ketamine, um, LSD, and a couple other psychedelics. The only one I have had has been mushrooms and weed, if you want to call it a psychedelic. In edible form, especially, could be a psychedelic. Um, But just from my perspective, for mushrooms at least, it's almost like a duh kind of thing. It's like, of course, that has... I mean, after you go through an experience, you're like, oh, no shit, this has, like, you know, the potential to cure depression or at least aid it and help it go away over time or at least alleviate some of the pain from having it. Maybe not take it away, but significantly impact someone that is of need. And um, I, my mum has, you know, has gone through periods of being on antidepressants SSRIs, um, which is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and they, huh, and they're basically all they're all that. That's really all they are. And there's different brands and different concentrations, different chemicals that do that. But that's all they do. They they all do the same thing. It's just a reuptake inhibitor. They stop the brain from breaking down serotonin, causing an accumulation. It's like building a dam. That's it. Where mushrooms is like um, putting a key that's so similar to the um, serotonin receptor key that it works on the same lock. And it's just over, over flooding the brain with serotonin. It somehow it doesn't cause a crash. Somehow. I think because it comes down to baseline quite slowly. There's no up and down. It comes in slowly, it comes away, uh, goes away slowly. And as soon as I've had that experience in large and low dose, I was like, man, this 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 has a potential to um, do some do something to do with mental illness. And I experimented a little bit on my mum. <laughs> so I was like, hey. Um, not sure if you're aware, but, you know, I researched drugs and I am a little bit interested in it. Um, that was a hard conversation to have because I was mm. like, fuck, man. Yeah, my mum's like a traditional, open-minded, but traditional you know, woman from Middle East. And she's she has, she's only been here 14 years and she's now in her 50s. And, you know, I was like, I don't know how this conversation is going to go. But I was like, look, you're in this state and I don't like it and you don't like it. And you know the antidepressants aren't helping and you're just upping the dose and becoming more and more numb. Would you like to try something alternative? And by then she was so desperate for something different and to get better that she overlooked all the stereotypical um, ideas and you know predisposed notions that she had about it. And she just went, all right, let's give it a go. And I gave her one big dose, um, one one medium dose and then one big dose. On the same day? 
No, oh. over 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 a few months. Oh my god! It wouldn't work. It wouldn't have worked if I gave her a medium dose and a large dose. That large dose would be void because your tolerance goes up straight away. Oh okay. Instantly. So if you took two and a half grams now, and in three hours I gave you ten grams, you'd barely feel it. Really? Yeah. You're you're because this is how it works. Your brain gets over saturated with psilocybin. And your brain converts it, well, your liver converts it to psilocin. Um, psilocin is the simplest form of that big molecule of psilocybin. Um, on a molecular level, I can't really describe it, uh, but it looks a lot like serotonin. It almost mimics it structure-wise and w where the atoms are put into the lattice and it's a very simple lattice and it fits exactly where serotonin would fit into your serotonin receptors so instead of creating a dam in the drought ridden river of your brain it just adds a copious amount of it but slowly without causing floods just slowly allowing your brain to replenish its levels experience what it's like to have those levels reassert them through positive thinking and happy thoughts so your brain goes yes we need to get back to this base level so that when it starts wavering off and it starts reuptaking those um, molecules of psilocin which looks like serotonin so your brain starts breaking them down slowly and making you know they call them um, tryptophans which is like the the building blocks uh, one of one of the building blocks for amino acids and um uh, neurotransmitters um, when it starts breaking it down it still knows where the where a good baseline level is now it's sort of it's like a, re a reset button it's like here is like here is all of it figure out where your happy zone is and as it comes down you go and here you know as it comes down and you realize that oh my base level should be at about let's say 50 and I'm just chilling every day at 20. Well, no, I need to, I need to step it up. And that's your brain reacting physiologically to the, um, the sudden flood of serotonin mimicking molecules and, um, your attitude towards yourself and life and thoughts become better because of the afterglow. It takes a few days for the effect of having so much serotonin mimicking molecules in your brain to go away it takes a while for that to actually go back to normal well not normal but to go back to how you used to be and sometimes never sometimes you'll stay at a, a better state always and what it's was your mum's uh, effect from the treatments um, you gave the first small dose she was like okay it was just so that she can learn to let go because i was worried i was like mm, she might be too fearful still um and then as she dealt with that and made peace with it, I was like, all right, if you, if you want, I think you're, um, ready for a, a bigger dose potentially. And she had a bigger dose. She had like four grams and then she went through it. Okay. She had some rough times during the trip, but came out from the other side, looking, you know, looking better, feeling better. And then I was like, all right, after maybe a couple months, I was like, all right, if you want, you can have an even bigger dose. And I gave her six grams. And then in six grams, she had visions and 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 a bunch of things that um, 
transcended just her current condition and she sort of went, all right, now that that's dealt with, let me explore who I am and let me explore what there is to life and my past lives potentially and the people I've been that are in my ancestry and all that. And she sort of started connecting to that past a bit more. Um, past so, lives? Yeah, yeah. She she had visions of her dying in many different lives um, and she... It was, it's weird, right? Like, this is... Like, I say I'm skeptical and I say, you know, I'm, like, cautious of how I view things. But when it gets to this stuff, like, for, I believe in this story. And this is this story basically goes, like, she get, used to get super cold whenever she took mushrooms. Super cold, just shivering. And she had a vision in the strong dose that she was dying from sickness from like a flu and her parents were um you know dragging her on a on a sled through the snow like trekking like sort of just going through the snow like traveling and she was sick and they were trying to take care of her and she was basically dying so they buried her in the snow and she remembers still being alive in the snow dying and not yet unconscious and seeing everyone leave her so every time she thought of someone leaving her dying away from her or moving physically away from her she would get cold and after that after seeing that vision and going i don't know what that was but uh, she wasn't cold after that she just yeah, she what came to from that vision during the trip and just went, I don't feel cold anymore. And just took the blanket away and just hung out, came out to the kitchen with me and just stood there. And she's like, this is what I saw. And then she went back into the room after a little bit and sat down and just sat there. And then she grabbed like a drum, like mm. one of those like um, animal skin, like doofs, you know, the boom, boom, mm-hmm. that kind yeah, of thing, like the Native American ones. And she just started tapping it. And she just tapped it for like almost an hour. She just went and just that, just that, and she's rocking back and forth and just uh, and just like it sounds a bit like EFT. Deep in a trance it's of EFT. it's um, it's a, a emotion releasing technique where you tap, but you tap parts of your body. I don't know if it's the same thing. If it was like you know, I think she was just going through another another vision. But, because she was kept processing um, traumatic events that happened, even if it was past life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She she um uh, she's talked about another vision that she had where she. I would love to get her in and just tell you the story, but it's a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe another time. Maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. Um. She apparently had a vision of her being like a very respected, um, like warrior lady of a tribe, and it was like an Amazonian type, like everyone looked like that. She didn't know where she was, but she like had that kind of vision of being her and, um, and, uh, being like super warm blooded and like hot. Everything's hot because the climate's hot and whatever. So she no longer felt cold and it's, it's very unlike her. It's just, just like a polar of her, but she felt so connected to that. And, um, and that, and then she would hear the drum, 
while being in the vision and just kept tapping it and just it, it like guided the vision mm. that's the way she explained it but like where's that coming from was her eyes open or closed during the oh open and closed okay. she would open her eyes and talk to me and i would say i'll be right back and i would leave her because mm. you don't want to be in the person's face yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. it might seem like a weird thought like you just leave someone with that high overdose like six six grams well you're still in the house i'm in the house i'm in the next room mm. listening making sure nothing's going on and it was mm-hmm. good and she had a good time she went through phases of crying and just sobbing and like you know like screaming not like a schizophrenic but more like a just reacting to the emotions she's having and i would come in and she'd be like they left me they left me that's when she was being left in the snow she it was happening while i was talking to her and she's mm. like they left me and i'm like who who's leaving you and she's like they left me they they, they left me oh, and she's like I'm, I'm cold and she got into bed and she and by the time she came out of it she was feeling warm again and mm. she was like and she let go a lot of that so man that whole world of like trauma and depression and how is it all internal and in a brain i don't know maybe that's just how your brain processes the healing i don't know but i've given it to a few people that have uh, had addictions that have had traumatic experiences that have had um curiosity about self-reflection and all that stuff and it's worked out reasonably well um if it's just curiosity and inner reflection, I give them like a one-time thing and they can get more if they want, but usually they don't come back because they're content with that. I've had people come back, but only like a year or two after. No one wants it straight away. Everyone's like, it's so much information. I need to spend time with this information, you know? Um, so how was the final outcome for your mum? The final outcome was that she stopped taking her medication and just became a more positive person. And she still has periodic trips. Periodic as in about once a year, once every six months max. Um, The last one was more than a year ago, I think. Yeah. But recently I've been microdosing her and just been giving her 0.1 in a capsule, 0.1. 0.1, 0.1, 0.1, 0.1, 0.1, 0.1, every, every second day. So, do you know what lion's mane is? Mm-hmm. Lion's mane mushroom? Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very highly nutritious, um, br- you know, brain, brain nutrient rich uh, mushroom um, that aids memory, aids focus, and Doesn't aids... Aid, um, what is it called? Neurogenesis? Neurogenesis, yeah. and it, and it um, slows down... Uh, neurological aging as well and it slows down Alzheimer's if that is if you are likely to have that it slows it down and it's it's in some cases seen as even stopping it it doesn't it hasn't been seen to make it better like it's not a cure but it definitely is a good prevention tool and I've also been giving her vitamin b3 which is a similar thing it's another nootropic um and so she would take vitamin B3, lion's mane, together with a 0.1 dose of psilocybin in the morning. Next day, she would only take the vitamin B3 and the, and the lion's mane. And the next day, it's the psilocybin again and repeat for two weeks. So seven pills, 0.1 over two weeks. And she's done that and she's felt 
so much better because it's been a while since she's had it. She's gone back into antidepressants. I said, what are you doing? Why don't you just tell me? Let's just do another run. So I think every now and then, if you've been especially impacted by trauma and depression, you need a refresher. Mm. But it is so much more efficient than um, just being on antidepressants, I think. I think it's good for some people, but for most people, it just numbs you. Mm. And the more you take, the more you need, and the more you take again the more numb you are and the more numb you are the more you need it just it, well it, it that's just, just a, a band-aid and it is what, yeah what we're talking for about some people it's a cure alleviating the, yeah. the actual cause for some people it alleviates that the the actual cause um ssris work great on about 40 percent 40% only. How does only. it alle- alleviate the cause of depression? Um, what it does is, so it builds this dam, right? If you think of it like that. What's creating the, the depression? We're, the assuming it's a, we're assuming it's a chemical imbalance. Why? Um, because that's what they assume it is in a clinical state. So right. when you say you, you, you're, you're depressed, they don't exactly measure your levels of your brain because that's very hard to do. They just go, okay, we're going to put you on antidepressants to so they don't boost your serotonin. why the person's depressed? Nope. No, they might give them. They might send them to a specialist, a psychiatrist, or no, no, a psychologist. Psychiatrists is uh, uh, severe cases, but psychologists will talk to you as well as a GP prescribing you um, or a psychiatrist prescribing you antidepressants. Um, the psychologist will talk. Will do talk therapy with you about your issues, and then you know, bundled with a course of uh, antidepressants, they think that should help alleviate the cause the symptoms and in terms the result of all that which is the depression and in 40 percent of people in clinical trials it does work so you build this dam this chemical dam in your brain um, that allows serotonin to come up allows serotonin to stay at a good level and as you take it at a small dose it allows you to just go back to your normal state of being and happiness and you feel you know ready for the day and more energy and whatnot and over time you tend to be like i don't need this anymore so you half the dose or you take it all you take it away altogether and your brain just has a nice rhythm after that it's sort of like a starter motor for for a car that doesn't have one you know first little spin gets it at the right idle then it can just take over from there but that's only 40 percent 40 to 50 to 60, depending on which study you see. But it's not a high percentage. If you, It's not like in the 90s. Um, a good 50, 40% at the very least is left out. It's it's just there as a Band-Aid. Um, putting your brain sort of has... You, you Some people's brain has resistance to SSRIs. So you, just like antibiotics, you build up a resistance to them. I give you 10 milligrams today. You need 20 tomorrow, and then so on and so forth. It's not in, it's not overnight, but you get what I mean. Um, and eventually, you're on 80 grams, uh, 80 milligrams. And um, 80 milligrams is, uh, it's completely potatoing. Like, you are just a lifeless vegetable. Uh, 100 milligrams. Some people are on 120, and they are just, they're just existing. They don't feel much because what it does is it allows you to feel less of the sad, 
but it also the good it also yeah exactly it numbs the sad and the good together it sort of compresses your dynamic range of emotions it brings the highs down it brings the lows up and it just gives you this tiny slit to look through at life and it's um for 40 percent of people i believe i mean someone can disprove this probably but a a percentage a significant one um, it doesn't work out for them. It's just a band-aid. Mm. So what do you do for those people? Tough luck? Well, that's what the no. general medical system has done well, at so the moment. Well, there's many different um, ways to do, to alleviate I'm talking medical. Things. I'm talking medical yeah. system at the moment. Yeah, yeah of, of course well, there's many ways. Well, now even like, you know, I went to Monash University um, for, for some um, different conferences and they're, they're implementing mindfulness practices now oh really yeah mindfulness practices meditation they talk about yoga and it, it helps the students because the high sh- the highest suicide rates and the stress involved in trying to achieve and mm. and pass all their classes and all mm. that kind of stuff it's so stressful that they're implementing these new different techniques are they trying to keep their are, students that so that helping. they don't lose money i don't know why like think, how do we keep these people alive no i think that i think that they're, <laughs> they're doing a good thing instead of, of course they're doing you know, a good thing going I'm to the doctors and getting pharmaceuticals yeah. you know that's to in my perspective it's a band-aid like using the pharmaceuticals as a band-aid instead of actually working on what you're not happy with in your yep. life you know and but for you some people they can't find reflection. that well, you have to put in the effort and prioritize that. Instead no, as in, like, for some people, mm. they're like, my life's good. My life's great. It, there's nothing about it that I can, I can pinpoint that's like not amazing. And even if it's not, I'm happy with that. But for some reason, I just can't reach that point of just being happy. And it's, there's something standing in the way. That's what it feels like when true depression hits. True chemical depression, it almost seems like there's no way out and the the symptoms are making themselves up which is what makes them feel even more stupid it makes people very unlikely to actually admit that they're depressed and you know that's that's it's it's so so much more dangerous Mm. than just yeah, and there's and then you have another on the other sp- side of the spectrum people that aren't depressed that claim to be because they want some sort of attention. Maybe I don't know. Mm. There are people like that out there. We've all met them. There's a broad spectrum of all kinds of people across yeah. all areas. What do you think of those people, by the way? Those people that claim depression and tell everyone that um, they're depressed. They're doing it to fulfill one of their needs. That what what be, needs are they? I don't know. It depends on the individual. They could be gaining some significance from it. They could be gaining some love and connection from it. Mm. You know, every everybody does something to fulfill their needs, regardless if it's positive for yep. them or not. And um, not everybody's aware of what their needs are and yeah. how they're fulfilling them in their lives. So I think if people were more educated from when they were a child that they're the worthy you know how were you educated as a child love oh yeah pretty open yeah yeah it's pretty open although who, who most, was the main person that spoke to you as a child about like this kind of stuff this kind of stuff mm. this kind of stuff i 
Uh, I think I've done a lot of self-education. Okay. On this. Um, so your parents contribute to to that at all? Uh, look, I'm I'm sure like growing up in an environment where they're 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 both pretty open. Hmm. You know. So. I th- I think. There needs to be a lot of self-education there as well. Yeah. Because. That they've done the best they can with the tools that they had. As you can only most, give someone so most, much, yeah. You know, they can only do as much as they know. Mm. And now you need that to we take have from the there. internet, yeah. I can literally learn from so many different people that have, you know, they're more authorities on the subject of whatever mm. they're talking about. So yeah. they, you can learn from so many different subjects and areas where normally you wouldn't have been able to back in those days. Mm. So... You know, our children that we'll raise will be even have an even greater step and advantage. Hopefully, if I'll probably make some dumbass kids, but well, don't, hopefully, don't say that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, still excited so. about kids, Ellie. Yeah. Well, so you asked me before about like, what do I think of the? That's how I think that's how we started on this. What do I think of the the recent researchers? Yeah. Yeah. So I have you looked into it? I don't know. I don't know because there might be some stuff that's come out recently that I'm not aware of. So I can't Mm -hmm. say yes because I'm not super up to date. What stuff have you come across? Um, I've I've mainly heard about it in a few podcasts, Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss. And Tim Ferriss is actually, you know, um, I'm sorry, I have a leaning koala on me. That's all good. Sorry, sorry. He's um, investing in the space because he believes in it. And um, there's a guy called Michael Pollan and he's written a book on it. And his experience of... The, for, for his experience, they utilised um, psilocybin mm. for his therapy sessions. and In a clinical setting? Yeah. Mm. So it was like a... That's pretty kind cool. Of, it was like a clinical s- setting... And, um, with a trained psychologist yeah, and whatnot yeah. that's cool Although yeah. she, I think she, she she must have had some kind of sh- shamanic based training uh, as well I don't know have to have to um, clarify that because during a portion of the interview he talked about how she looked like this um, this old shaman lady that's apparently like a famous lady in the sh- shamanic world I don't I forgot her name yeah and then when he told her about it she was like really excited because it was one of her um heroes Mm. so obviously she's interested in that as well that's cool um and just a just a high success was this tim ferris that's on the tim ferris yep yep um and the high success rate with mdma therapy for have you ever done mdma no yeah for um you know soldiers that yeah. are returning and they, and they have the post-traumatic stress disorders. That's what it seems like um, um, it's most effective for. Even people with family trauma and they could have family therapy sessions. Yep. I, I think there's so many Couples therapy. Yeah, exactly. Marriage counselling. Like, it, it can help so many people as long as it's monitored. I reckon we, that's how HR should deal with mm. disputes from now on. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. So, you have beef yeah. together. Have a seat. There's a couch. You take a pill each. You get a you get a sitter from HR to just sit there and uh, document the meeting. 
I think and, it's mixed um, between both. And uh, you, around four hours in, the trance music kicks in. You just have a dance off for a while. And then at five hours, you, you hydrate, sit down with some Gatorades and just have a chat. Um, then you go outside and sit down on a shitty table with outside, you know, outdoor chairs and have a ciggy or two with the person. And, uh, and then you're all good. And you come back to work the next day like nothing happened and uh, you're best mates. I think that's how HR should deal with it. Well. I mean, they, you pay do, for your do, own do, MDMA. Do they need a ciggy? No, oh, yeah. Oh, the ciggy is an integral part of it. You, know, you sit down, and you're just like, man, you just look. I just understand now. Like, we just didn't get each other. You know, we get each other, and you know that I didn't mean bad. All right, when I called you a bitch, I meant that with love. And then the other person goes, oh my god, I meant that with love too. And then they just hug it out I don't and know lie each other's if, ciggy. If, if, I'm I'm sure there should be education around mindset and emotional intelligence and regulation. Yeah, we can't explain instead. that to Stacy. Yes, you can. Nah, I don't think you can explain I, it to anyone. You can explain it to anyone, but I'm saying it's not efficient. If you want to get through to Stacy, all right, Stacy's a very simple girl. She, you know, she's smart in her own ways, but it's gonna take a while to have to like build the protocol to even communicate with Stacy on. Just give her the MD, get her to sit down, all the mushrooms, whatever it is. I think it's a great communicator. It's sort of like um, a 12-hour conversation in in one dose. Look, that, that can be very um, well and helpful, although it wouldn't want to be something you want to rely on. I rely can, on it all the time. It's if great. you can cultivate the, the skills internally to be able to have great conversations and connect i can't function without it i'm sorry well not yet not yet yeah you can yeah. train yeah you can i'm trying i'm trying i, I, brought, I snort it in the morning i brought up a similar thing on on our trip when and this was this was during what's the, our trip this is during the trip that we did together can you explain that more a bit more context for derek because he doesn't really understand what you're talking about when we when you and i did our mushroom trip and you took a high dose and I took a low dose. And um, and I said it during our trip. I was like, this would be great for like couples that are on the brink of breaking up. Because the bonding and the openness that you have and the connection, some weird connection that you get, mm. it just it just brings the two people down on the same wavelength and it'd be the same for like i know two like best friends that are like fighting a lot or something like that or just have like constant beef with each other even if they're not fighting it just makes it better well yeah it's just like the bonding is like unreal so it definitely has an impact on it would be your amazing. psyche it would be amazing if you can reach that point with someone without it well yeah that would be amazing or even have Moments of that? Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you probably do. You probably do. They don't last very long, though, yeah. and you don't you don't pay too much attention. You don't capitalise on them. Yeah. You sort of just let them go. Yeah. Die. They kind of come up, and you realise them for maybe a couple of seconds, and then they float away. And you're like, oh, that was nice. But I reckon the more you revisit that feeling, the easier it is to go back into it. You sort of learn the pathway. Maybe it's good to journal down the experience mm. um, while it's still fresh. Mm. That's true. Well, I reckon we, we remembered more of it as time went on. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. There was things that we picked out of it that we were like, oh, yeah. Like, that thing happened. Remember, like, remember talking about that? Remember feeling that way? Remember how everything felt in that moment? How many emotions would you say, how many vibes did we go through? I'd say more than five. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I think probably around eight. Mm. Eight different vibes. So, um, I'm not sure if you're aware. Oh, you probably are. But you know how, like, when you're having, like, a trip, it it comes in waves, right? There's a wave of one thing, and it subsides and calms down to give you a chance to breathe. And another wave. And that wave could be completely different or just more intense version of what you just had, you know? And we kept getting waves of different emotions. Like one one wave was just like utter fear and just both of us admitting to our fears and like internalizing what fear is and how we perceive it, why it's there, what it feels like, and just being immersed in it in the room going dark. And both of us perceiving the same thing, just going... Did the room just get dark and like just really gloomy? And we it got really empty. It almost empty. sounded like someone had closed the door and locked it. Yeah. And like, not switched off the light, but like, it it was almost like you were trapped in a square box. Yeah, and then and then we'd go through another moment into, um, like just overwhelming honesty, and that felt like a golden hue, and I think we both kind of yeah. saw that yeah. in the moment, and it wasn't like, hey man, do you see this like golden shit around, and because I said that, we, you know, like would be like, oh yeah, and she'd be like, oh yeah, I see it now, no, this was like days after, and I'd be like, that feeling felt gold to me, and she'd be like, oh me too, I remember that, and there was a pink, there was a pink, there was I a remember. pink as well, which was like the love, like innocence, yeah. like super young. I remember you looked very pink at one point. Yeah, and you looked super pink as well. Not as in like your skin went pink, but like... Like, like a like glow, a, like an aura. Pink, yeah, pink aura, yeah. Yeah, and she had like a pink aura as well. And she had like... And the more pink it got, the more youthful she looked and the more young and just super like... Super adolescent and like very early stages of like who she is and whatever. And I started realizing, I'm like, man, she's. And I kept saying this to her. I kept saying, like, you're so young. Like, yeah. you just. Like, me too. I realized. And, and I started realizing how young I am. But at the same time, I kept saying, I'm old. I feel exhausted. I'm tired. And I kept saying that. And she understood it. She knew what I was talking about. But you remember that? When yeah, I was saying. Yeah. I just, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And because she was on the same level as me and like understood all my thoughts and all, and everything I was saying, she even would say like, how do you, how do you deal with it? Like, how do you, yeah. like, how do you do this every day? Like when she, when she was, when she, when she managed to like sync up with me and feel what I'm feeling, she was just overwhelmed by that feeling of like, I'm just... I'm tired. I'm so old. like I feel old. I feel run down, and she felt that. And it was like, it was like a em, em, empathic, you know, um, what would you call it? Like a connection. Yeah, connection or and em, uh, pull that closer to your face. <laughs> Goes down every now and then. It's really, really dropped. Off really now. drooped. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like a, it's like a. Um, empathic telekinesis almost it's crazy thinking about not telekinesis tele 
Um, telepathy. Telepathy, yeah, empathic telepathy or whatever. And it was just, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, and we went through a blue stage, I remember, and that was when a blue. A blue st- I can only describe it with colors because that was the vibe. Yeah. You know, a blue. The blue stage was, and tell me if I'm wrong, if it was different for you, when the music was playing. That was for me the blue stage, oh, and it was. I it, don't know if I got. Blue, we didn't. But... We didn't put any music on. <laughs> Because we forgot, because we were just planning to just talk. And at one point, we just both were silent and just happy and just, like, euphoric and just laying down on the bed and just looking straight up. And one of my neighbours, I don't know who, this side, this side, this... I don't know who, but they were playing some sort of, like, party music, like, some bangers. Like, they were just, like... It was, like, it was like some really, like, doof, doof Like, stuff super dancey stuff, super you know? Super, super, well. like, bassy club music. Yeah. And all we can hear is the bass. Right, so all we can hear is, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that? And it's just like, and it goes like, and I'm like, we we like, we tense up, we tense up, like, was this here? Yeah, this was in my room. There, yeah. And we we tense up like, oh no, it's going, it's going away, and and it'll like pause for a second, and then she'll be like, oh my god, it's gone. I'm like, no, no, just wait, just wait. And it, would, and it would come back, and it would come back strong. Like, you know how songs have breaks in them? Mm-hmm. Like, they go into a bridge, and it stops being, like, you know, a hard bass. It goes... And that and we can't, can't hear it. Hear we that. can't hear it. But it's probably going, like... So you can kind of feel the, boom, boom, just the bass. Boom. And we just go back to the bass. And that time felt almost, like, almost blue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, like, a, the, the vibe of the room, the color change of the room. As sunset was coming in, it made it golden, so that's normal because it actually was kind of golden. But as it got nighttime, it became pink, and then it went to dark, like crimson red, and gloomy. And, uh, and then we were in this like fear room together, and she was like, "What is that? Make it go away." And I was like, no, "Just slay with it. It's okay. It's fine." And then we went over that, and she's like, "Is that all?" And do you remember asking, "Is that always there?" And you're like, is this yeah. is this fear always there? Is yeah, this is yeah, this yeah, room yeah. in your mind always yeah, there? I felt like I'd tapped into a, a section in my mind that was um that I wasn't aware of that was that's kind of always just been sitting there and that I'd kind of like trapped myself in that um sort of section in my mind and then been like Shh, and just like realize like shit, is this like this is like ongoing. I don't know. It's very hard to explain, but it was, it was almost like it's, it's something that I almost felt subconsciously and always kind of knew was there, but I really tapped into it in that moment and was kind of like, why? I was like, why, why is this here? What, what, what's, yeah, what's, what's its purpose? What's it doing? Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Did you find out why? Did I? I can't remember if I did. I don't think we I, found out why. I got out, out why. of it. We it got... suddenly changed. Yeah. So I don't know if it changed because I did realise or... I think it changed because you chose to change it. Because oh, because I remember at the time, I remember she's saying like, I don't like this. I need to, I want to leave. I want to get out of it. How do I get out of it? And I didn't have answers. I just, I suggested you probably have the power to just get out of it. You can choose how you 
what your surroundings are right now you have a higher acuity and your ability to do that is intensified at the moment so so you can do it small dose she had a tiny dose she had a tiny dose she had a 1.5 or less by 1.4 gram dose which is you know a lot less than the four gram dose she had the the one like the few months before that few months before that or like maybe up to six months before that yeah yeah it was a long time yeah and her trip on 1.5 was stronger than the four gram one. And I think that was because of me. I think. Definitely. I think I put her into a mindset because I gave her 1.4 after I took my seven. And I laid there and I was like, all right, what kind of trip is this going to be? Is this going to be the trip? I felt like I had a choice to make. Is this going to be the trip of I lay down quietly in my own bubble and just sink into everything and, and just go quiet and come out of the other side and then talk about it and just, she has to just sit there and be a sitter essentially for all that time. I was like, look, I think she's a bit too, um, you know, she's not, she, she hasn't had much experience with sitting and she might get bored. She might be like, Oh, why do I have to do this? And I felt bad. A part of me was like, I don't want her to feel that. So I was like, all right, I made the decision. I told her, I'm like, I am going to relay everything that comes to me. My, my, my mouth will be nonstop talking and relaying every single feeling and idea and thought. And I kept doing that as I came into it. I did go quiet for a little bit during the most intense part of it, but I talked for most of the time. And just me talking and saying all my ideas and realizations and thoughts and ideas and all that, um, it put it into a mindset so that when her 1.4 of nothing kicked in, it kicked in so much harder than four grams on her own with no facilitating, you know, like I became... An Although the, the, the four, four point whatever grams that I had... It was still decent, that, yeah. Visually was more... Mm. Um, on in terms yep. of what I saw I almost became as in like uh, you know how you, you talked about like the geometric shapes and colors yeah. I definitely saw a lot of that and a lot of the kaleidoscoping and I saw marks on the walls that were like forming into each other I think I remember seeing bugs crawling around at one point that was when I was in my like dark hour yeah and yeah it was much more and like you were saying um uh, when you, when you felt like you were one with the blanket, like you you were like b- becoming the blanket, um, I almost felt like that when um, when I I took the higher dose and um, I, was, I was just lying on the bed, and his bed at the time was quite like plushy. It had like all these foam layers on it. Um, so when you lie on it, you kind of like on the ground. Yeah, you kind of like stacked. You kind of like sink into it when you lie on it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so I I felt like it was like consuming me, and then it, everything just went really bouncy and really like wavy and bubbly to the point where nothing had like a corner. Everything was just rounded off, if that makes sense. Almost like a like a seventies um, seventies groovy riding mm. style, if that makes sense. Uh, what I, I was what what I was gonna say. Uh, no, no, it's okay. Um, what I was going to say before I forget it, that when... So that was her first trip that she just described. But the second one, where it was an unintentional trip because the amount she took was next to nothing. It was like barely threshold. Um, but 
I became almost a um, completely unqualified, underexperienced, um, non-intentional, involuntary shaman for her. Because I was having my experience and just relaying everything I'm seeing and just like catching them like fish and just throwing them back to her, just going, look at this, look at this, and look at this, and look at this. Here's as much as I can bring back from that thing. Um, Where is that thing? I don't know. I have no idea. Is that a spirit world? No idea. If it's internal, external, I have no idea. And it could be, it could be, I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying it is. Um, I'm open to either, either, Mm. honestly, I, I don't have a stake in, in it being either or, um, but yeah, I just kept bringing back as much as possible from whatever that is. And through that, it allowed her to enter deeper than she could have, um, or she would have on her own. Um, even from the first trip, even though it was four grams and four grams is reasonable and it should get you there and should get you quite deep into that and go through stages and waves and all that but she didn't really do that i think she went into a scary state early on into the first trip and and resisted it resisted it and i was crying and, and she was crying take me out of it and she was she was yeah I she was, was like, telling I don't me i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and I, I panicked yeah i remember i was lying down and i sat up and I was like, no, 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 like, I know, like, I know you know how to stop this. You need to stop it now. Like, you need to get me out. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going, I was so worried. I thought I was going to be completely removed from the universe. Yeah. That was what my What did you say? That was my fear. What did I say to her? Um, I said to her, I will take you out of it. Just give me a second. Yeah. And you convinced me that I... I convinced her that I'm about to do it. Um... I would have done it if I saw, from my point of view, that it is necessary. But all I saw was fear. How are you going to take it out of it? Ah, uh, weed. It? Weed. Uh. Weed snaps you out of it. it. Doesn't snap you out of it. It mellows it out, and you can just ride the chill wave back to shore, kind of thing. You know. Um, but I was like, not mm. necessary. I'm not going to ruin her trip that she's about to have because of a false. Uh, false fear that she's having does that always happen though with, with taking weed to to when someone's having a hectic trip um it's worked more than it hasn't okay um it's worked for myself it's worked for a few people that i've um i've only had to do it a few times honestly i'm just, I'm just asking because i want one of the guys that when i did it yep in the group yeah, he, he was smoking a lot, like in between. Yeah, he he forgot who he was. He like became that's fine. animalistic, and he's like, then he got out of it. Remind me who I am, and yeah, that's different. That's yeah. that's yeah. that's taking a lot. I'm talking a small amount, mixing oh, like mixing. Or something. Yeah, yeah, just mixing a small oh, okay. a small amount of weed with an intense trip. Will you'll still have an, an intense trip, but it'll mellow it out. It'll it'll make it more palatable. Everything will be slowed down and just it'll make it more easygoing. A large amount of weed, I don't know, that might have the opposite effect. Mm. So if he was having it between and like, you know, actually hitting it hard, um, I imagine that would be detrimental to the actual trip and if you're not very experienced it could take you sideways. Mm. Just like a lot of things. Just think about what weed does to you when you when you get like super high, super stoned. Like, you kind of, um, yeah, especially if you have a lot, you feel kind of removed from yourself a little bit. 
like not like you're you're watching yourself from somewhere else but like you don't you don't feel totally there and when you're having conversations with people like you still um interact but you realize that you have moments of like you're thinking heavily to yourself so you're still there you're just internal yeah basically yeah and, you start internalizing people normally yeah yeah but i'm saying if, but i'm saying if you, if you mix like quite a high high dose of um weed with psilocybin like i can only imagine the kind of effect that it would have on you in terms of like how you feel about who you are like i totally understand how how your friend would have got to that spot if that makes sense but when when ours was trying to take me oh when he was convincing me that he was going to take me out of his i mean out of my trip um he originally said to me just wait it's going to get better you need to trust me like it's i know that you're like in a dark spot at the moment but seriously it's going to get better and it's going to be worth it and i didn't want to believe him at the time because i was so hung up on just wanting to get out of it that he would would have eventually resorted to okay like i will soon mm. sort of thing and then that seemed to work and i eventually stopped thinking about it and then the rest of it was amazing sort of a rite awesome. of passage yeah i think it is you don't get to the good part it I remember when I was, I think we're having a conversation about uh, Ali's birthday party. Um, you sort of go into it with so much expectation, right? Regardless if you're having expectations or not, you're going to have something. It's going to be, you know, it's inevitable. You're going to have some sort of expectation. Mm. All right, I'm taking this. This is what I've heard about it. This is what I haven't. And uh, these are what I'm expecting. And... You go into it and it's like all happy and stuff at the start and tingly and cool and euphoric and then it gets serious and you're like, wait, what's happening? Like, I don't know, this was serious. I thought we were just having a good time here. Like, what's happening right now? So like alcohol, you just, you ramp it up, it ramps up for, with you. It just, you know, just keeps going. It doesn't all of a sudden sit you down and strap you to a chair and put a table in front of you and go, um, hey, you having a good time? All right. Uh, look, listen, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some stuff, all right? And as soon as we're done with that, you can go out there and have more fun. How does that sound? You're like, ah, uh, okay. And it's like, all right, let's go through everything. Just, just quickly, everything. And it goes through everything very quickly and you can't catch any of it and it's like hey were you traumatized as a kid and it, before you can even go uh what it goes hey have you loved everyone equally in your life and it's like and you're like wait what and it just keeps moving on it keeps moving on and you just you're just stacking up stress from all these things that you know about yourself but you're just not really facing them and then after just punching kicking the shit out of you for hours on end mentally and just draining you and like it's literally like um put you know waking someone up quickly just shaking them out of their bed and then throwing them into a boxing ring throwing them gloves and before they can even put the gloves on or comprehend where they are you start punching the shit out of them they don't know shit about boxing and you and you're a world champion that's what the mushrooms is to you and it just 
beats the shit out of you until you're so exhausted you can't stand up anymore. And then it goes, all right, we're done. Good session. And then it takes you outside and shows you all the great things about life. And it's like, I, I didn't sign up for this, man. Uh, I reckon that's you know, a really good way to describe it. You know, I didn't sign up for any of this. I, I thought I was just going to see dragons and colorful ponies and a big elephant that's made of rainbows and love. And I was like... Oh. Well, he told you that. Huh? No, it's your, it's your preconceived, you know, notion when, about what it could you, be. Yeah, when you think of, like, what a um, psychedelic... Yeah. A typical psychedelic experience. You just think you know, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, and then you just think that that's 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 psychedelic and that's what we're gonna do and this is gonna be amazing and it's just gonna go is this the real life it's just just and then just goes on to that and you're like cool i'm keen for that and then it goes into like some random bullshit about your life which isn't not bullshit at first you're like this is bullshit it's not bullshit it's shit you haven't dealt with and it's like oh no um We'll get to the fun part. The fun part's there, but you need to do your homework first. And mm. you're like, I don't want to do my homework. I never did. I never wanted to. And I never will. And it's like, <laughs> all right. All right. If you're going to argue, then I'll take you to hell for a second and show you that for a little bit. And then and then once you've repented, eh, I'll leave you in hell because you haven't had enough. And then just when you've given up, and you're in tears and you're shit scared and you're just ready to just give up and be good to the whole world when you come back and be so sorry for everything you've ever done towards anyone and start seeing yourself from other people's perspective and how much of a dick you've been or whatever. Then it goes, all right, I'll give you another chance. And it brings you back and then you have a great time. And every now and then when you have another trip, a strong trip, you go back to that. And there's that same fucking thing. I don't know if it's a voice, a person, or an entity, or you. Same thing. I don't know what it is. And it just goes, hey, so have you kept your promise? And you go, ah, uh, yeah. And it goes, let's see. And it just rewinds everything since the trip till that moment. And it goes, uh, not really. Back in hell you go. And it's, and you just repeat. And every, <laughs> and it's like a refresher. It's like a boot camp. And you just do that and you come out a good person. Over time, it fades and you get sucked into everyday life again. And you, you're slowly more and more of a dick and more and more egotistical and more and more narcissistic, more and more selfish, more, less and less loving. And then you have a refresher. You either meditate, you have some sort of practice, something that brings you back to that good ground point. Or you don't do that and you take a large dose of psychedelics and it brings you back to that ground point. Um, I feel like having... a a good practice is more healthy to your psyche because it's not as draining because um, I feel like yeah, you know, a year or two years of meditation is equal to a, a super strong dose of, of psychedelics, but you get it slowly over a period of time, more subtle comes in slowly. This doesn't take, it doesn't drain you. It becomes in its discipline as well has other benefits where psychedelics is all at once in 12 hours or less go. And you have the same realizations in that time but i feel like combine them together a good practice and a psychedelic trip every now and then and you are sweet you're basically slowly picking through yourself in your practice and making sure that you're as on track as possible and the the psychedelic trip comes in every every you know so 
every so long and just irons out the parts you missed, points them out for next time and your continuing practice. And I think uh, that's how you can use it very, very efficiently and very well. You can use it for fun, but I think it, um, it grants you that. I'm not there yet. I think there is a level you can get to <coughs> where the psychedelic itself goes, okay, you've, you've, done, you've done your homework, um, you've done enough, you've suffered enough. I will allow you to have fun with this. So you can take a smaller dose and just have a good time and just enjoy being around other people and enjoy the conversations and just have a, have a leisurely recreational time with this. But until you go through the hard shit and really break through and come to terms with things and not be running away from the facts and and who you are and all that, until you come to terms with all that, it doesn't allow you to just have fun with it. It goes, oh, yeah, we'll have fun, don't worry, just come here, come, come sit here for a sec. And it just keeps happening until you just accept it and go, fuck, all right, fine. It's sort of like doing chores, you know? Yeah. You can keep moving out of your house every six months, or you can just stop shitting in your kitchen. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's sort of like, deal with your shit, and you won't have to do these massive punishments every time we reset. Keep it up to date. Keep it well-maintained. Main, you know, tend to the region of the garden that you can touch kind of thing. And then you'll have less to do when we do this big overhaul. You can put it in terms of retail. You know, I work at a retail shop. Um, keep your stock up to date and labeled and keep an inventory, a fresh inventory or a relatively accurate inventory of what you have so that when you do a stock take, you're not just going, oh my God, this is going to take me weeks. Yeah, You can do it in a single day and just be like, yep, everything's correct other than maybe a couple of things. Yeah, that's not here or that's here that we don't know about. Quickly correct it. Done. It's kind of, your psyche's kind of yeah. like that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. Your psyche's yeah. Go for it. And this is to both of you. Um, in your, um, in any of your the experiences that you've had in terms of a trip, have you ever been like um, or felt or like visually been removed from your immediate environment? Like, has your environment actually completely changed on you um, visually? Well. I, the one that I spoke about was only the real, real one that I've kind of gone anywhere, which was in just internal. Right. So well, I became, I was in the, as I said, the doona. I didn't yep. know where my body ended. I like melted. Yep. Yep. And my eyes wasn't open so yep. or closed. So yep. I just kind of went into a different type of internal reality. Yeah. So it right. kind of sounds like it. Yes. And and no, I was still yeah. there, although I wasn't there. Yeah. I was. But it's not like you've, like, you were laying there with your eyes open and, like, for some reason, like, literally everything changed. Like, you weren't, like, say you were in a, in here, like, in this mm. room. Say this room changed completely to, like, I don't know, some, like, outdoor landscape area. I mean, like, completely changed. That sounds hectic as. <laughs> does yeah, it happen to you? Do, has it happened to either of you? I would probably agree with Derek, actually. I've never never opened my eyes and gone, I don't know where I am. This is complete. Oh, I know where I am, but it's not the same place as it used yeah. to be. It's always internal. But I can add to that by 
saying the room that I am in always changes yeah. and becomes, it's still the same room. I'm still aware that it's the same room, but it becomes something different. It, yeah. it, there's certain objects in the room, walls, edges that become very apparent to me. Yeah. Um, Is it like a different lens? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that or like yeah. a different filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just putting in like a different filter where things are more outlined, um, colors are more vibrant, contrasts, uh, darks are way more darker. It's like an ad for an OLED TV, and like you've got, you've just got every every all the colors are they call it like HD vision, just mm-hmm. like a high mm-hmm. def. You're getting more fidelity out of your image. Um, uh, objects look more defined. Edge detection. In your your visual acuity actually becomes better. This has been studied. Um, edge detection becomes way more refined. You can see depth perception um, is increased as well. Um, and yeah, but I don't think I've ever gone to a different place. I've definitely gone to a different place internally. Yeah. But I'd open my eyes and still be in the same place again. It yeah. would look unique, but it's not the same. The only reason... I ask that is that um, because I think one of my biggest fears like going into it for the first time especially was that for some reason I had this like preconceived idea about what the trip was going to be like and I thought that it was going to be and I think I mentioned this before very briefly like complete removal from your immediate environment and I thought that especially having the dose that I had I thought that I was going to at some point um, realize that I'm not where I like started off and that you wouldn't be there, but I'd still be able to hear you, mm. but I wouldn't be able to see you. And Didn't you say uh, I looked like a scumbag? No. <laughs> No, what, what I did. did I you did. Said... I did think you were trying to come on to me at one point. Right. I right. That's right. like it. It was. It was scary. Right. I like remember it, that. Yeah, it was. It was like. It was like aggressive though. And I. I for some reason thought that he like took his shirt off and was like trying to force himself on me. None of this apparently happened. But I don't know where I've got this like memory of him doing this. Unless he changed shirts I'm, at some I may point. I've taken my shirt off, but like I. It, it wasn't for that. Yeah. I Although I, there was also... Yeah, see, this is where my, like, perception of reality yeah, was yeah. kind of um, distorted because, like, I remember having a conversation with him as well and then, like, turning to look at him and he was asleep. And I was like, have I just been talking to myself and thinking that he's talking back to me? Or is... Or is he actually having a conversation with me and I think he's asleep? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was very bizarre. And then also, (laughs) at the same time, this was around a similar point. Um, I heard... um, uh, I heard Alsa's mum, like, in the house. Um, This is at his old place. I heard him... I I heard her, um, like, in the house and um, talking to, like, a male voice. And I thought the male voice was Alsa. But then I looked to my side and Alice was lying there. And I was like, am I making up that he's here and he's out there? (laughs) Or is he here and I think that he's out there? What was the loop? What was the loop? Oh, and then I I got stuck in a feedback loop as well. And I don't know. (laughs) Four hours. Four hours? Dude, it was like ridiculous. It was four hours. At least three hours of constant, but over four hours. 
like over a four hour. Um, so I think I got really hung up on um, how much time had passed during the trip. So I think it started at 10 or 11 and I'm. AM. Yeah. And this. No, no. You started freaking out about timing around. No, 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 no. I'm saying the trip started oh, yeah, at 10 sorry, or 11. Sorry. Like we started doing everything at 10 or 11 and. Oh, did it start at one? Because the moment the that worrying I worrying about time started about one. Yeah, but I remember looking at the time and it being four something. Yeah, it kept going. It, you, you oh, okay. At one, so the and it only went away at about five. The, the moment that I actually realised it was around four something, and if it started at one, well, that proves that it went for about four oh, hours. Yeah. But um, I was kind of like I would like look at the time, and then it was like a digital clock on his bedside. And I would like look at the time and be like, wait. And then I would like look up at the ceiling and be like, no. <laughs> and then I would be like, really? <laughs> and then I would be like, whoa! <laughs> like, I would like suddenly she'd like click. You'd like, actually be like, whoa! Like it was like a full on like, like realization. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Because I think the realization was I was realizing that I was tripping. And then go. And then I would. And then I would. And then I would be like, "No way, really? Wow! Like it was just. And it was just constant feedback. Like just look. And she turns to me and she's like, um, she turns to me and she goes, "No, no, 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 wait, 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 really? No." Wow! It's just repeat, and I'm like, oh my god! And I, at first, I replied to it. I would be like, yeah, yeah really. And, she, and I'm like, wait, why? And she's like, how much time is going past? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. She's like, no, wait, really? Oh, wow! And it just like oh over god. and over, and it just continued. And Alice was like, I've never experienced anybody do that. I've never experienced that long of a feedback. Loop. Which is bizarre. I didn't think that it went on that long. I thought it was maybe like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. But man, if that started at 1 p.m. Started at 1. Did it feel good after? Did you feel exhausted after? I th- I think I probably did. At what point did you leave me? I left you at about 2. Oh, well then I wasn't constantly feedback looping until four. You were talking to yourself the whole time. While yeah, I was gone. talking to myself. I remember so having. Knows what you said. I remember having a full conversation with myself because Alice left the house to go do something with his mum. That was not part of the plan. Okay. It was supposed to be sitting. We were applying for a house. Okay, with this this house actually. And um, we were applying for, like, a bond help thing, like, scheme that helps you out with your bond and shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Um, all right. And she's like, they need you to sign it. And I'm like, why? Just bring it here. They're like, no, it's there. You need to go and do it and come with me. And I'm like, I can't. And I told her. I told her. I'm like, I've got Ali here. And she's like, is she okay? They really need you today because we have to apply for this house. And I'm like, no, I can't leave her. And she said, well, we can't do it then because this is the last day. And and I just went to Ali and I I was like, are you doing all right? And she's like, wait. And I was like, okay, you doing okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I just left the room and I was like, look, all right, fine. Is this going to be quick? And she's like, yeah, 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. Went back to Ali and I'm like, I'll be right back. And she's like, where? And I'm like, um. I'm just going with my mum. I'll be right back. 10, 10, 15, 
it's down the road, literally. Like it was, it was, it, we lived in Danong. It was at the council. It was like nothing. And she's like, okay. And I cool. And she sat there. And as I was walking out, I was like, all right, bye-bye. She's like, where? And I'm like, just wait. And I just, I just left. I was like, I'm not going to explain this over and over. And I came back and she was like, oh, hi. And I'm like, how you doing? She's like, yeah, good, good. And then she went back into the loop, just going, wait, really? No. What? <laughs> just over. And it was, it so sounds. while he was gone, I definitely wasn't in that loop because I distinctly remember talking to myself. Well, she was only over... in that loop because she's talking to me. Yeah. But so I... if you weren't there, she's all right then. Well, <laughs> well although I, I think I might have been stuck in a different loop because I was constantly repeating to myself, it's fine. Oh. You're fine. Everything's fine. You feel great. I was just like, I was like self-motivating myself. Like, That's good, isn't it? It was, it was bizarre. That's it was great. like, but I was like, I was talking to myself, but I was really convincing myself. Oh, yeah. Like properly. Oh, yeah. Like I was like some, yeah, motiv- motivational myself. speaker. Yeah. That's awesome. That I'd been waiting to see. <laughs> It was weird. But look, um, as we're nearing into the four hour mark. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's been solid. That's, it's, it's just hands down the longest one we've done. Wow. Um, I've never done more than three hours and five minutes, I think. So this is well into, you know, 25% longer than ever. Um, I think there, man, there's so many other experiences we can draw from and hopefully by the next one, at some point, Ali would have another experience to draw from. Um, and if not, there's still plenty of things to talk about in this, and so many other things. But uh, I think we'd better wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. Good I just I just don't want to take more of your time. That's all. No, that's, just that's, because that's, I promised you four hours, and now it's been five. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, sa- I said no more than four hours. I mean, it's, I, I said al- allocate, allow four hours, but now it's been five. So I'm I'm very, um, you know, glad that you've uh, you've allocated this time, and I appreciate it. Um, hopefully you enjoyed uh, no, this it's, weird it's activity of uh, recording a conversation. Um, we covered some great topics. Oh yeah, I think. covered covered a lot of good topics, and I think there's so many we can. And I don't care if we repeat ourselves for the next one, but I'm very keen for the next well, one. Even topics we discuss, we only scratch the surface. Only so. yeah, we just we we just chip at something and then move on. Mm. Just chip at something and move on. So next time I reckon, the iceberg. yeah, scratch that tip, you know. All right, shit. Jesus, just calm down, Ali. Well, what's um two things you've learnt in the last five years to finish off two things I've learnt in the past five years Um, don't be so selfish that's something I've learnt about myself don't be so selfish because it's not about being good to other people it's mostly about um, being good to yourself and by being good to other people you are being good to yourself and it's sort of like a like some people go, oh, I need to be less selfish because they think they they need to look out for other people and themselves. But it's actually a very rewarding thing to be less selfish because you end up benefiting yourself too. So it's actually a selfish act of being self selfless. It's you know 
inherently impossible to be selfless, but by pursuing that, you actually end up benefiting more than just yourself. That's one thing. Um, the second thing would be um, that the most important thing and the thing that really matters about life is good, honest, loving, compassionate, empathetic interactions with people and experiences. It's really all that matters. Um, you know, like none of the other stuff matters really. Like it matters a little bit, but it's within conjunction of that, that core. If that core is not there, I feel like it's, it's a lot of it, if not all, is redundant. I haven't gone through all of it, but that seems to hold true still with, yeah, so far. So, yeah. What about yourself? Um, one thing is the importance of mindfulness and self-reflection. So, staying present, you know, in the present moment and being aware of your self-talk, uh, your automatic response systems, mm. uh, your triggers, anchors, and stuff like that, your interactions with your loved ones. And, you know, sometimes you, the, the more aware you are and the less automatic you are, the, the greater choice you have over your life. Mm. Um, and I think that's very important along with emotional intelligence. So, the importance of communicating effectively mm. and that comes along with empathy and um, understanding. So, those are, those are two mm. important things that I, I enjoyed and mm. I look forward to, to hearing Ellie's now. <laughs> um, my two are probably, I've got one long-term, one, one short-term. The short-term one is very similar to your one in terms of communication. And I've, I think I've um, learnt most of it through being with ours. And, but I've been able to apply it to multiple aspects um, in my life. Um, yeah, just being, just being more open and communicating more effectively and more often um, and just being more mindful, um, I think, just of um, other people and, you know, yeah, being empathetic and all that sort of stuff. I think I've definitely um, become more in tune with that maybe over the last year um, or maybe even less than that, um, eight months maybe. Um, and then my long-term one is one that I um, kind of clicked myself into, which was... Um, just realizing that you only have so much control over your life um, and, you know, there's, there's some things that you kind of just need to let life take the reins of, almost like a, um, like a everything happens for a reason sort of thing and, and, you know, there's some things that you can't change and you need to just let them go and let them ride their course um and you know and then it's um I guess the outcome um you know how you deal with that outcome um that determines 
I know the effect on your life, I guess, like whether it's negative or positive or, um, and that was, yeah, that was definitely something that I, um, managed to talk myself into because I think I was hanging on to way too much stuff and way too many things that I suddenly realized that I, I couldn't control anyway. It just made my life a lot easier. I felt like a huge weight off my shoulders. That sounds really awesome. Thank mm. you for sharing. Mm. I think that's very important. All right, Ali, close it. Close, close it. it. Oh, how do I close it? <laughs> you close it. <laughs> Jeez. You know what? <laughs> Derek, you close it. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, guys. It's been a wide variety of topics, as we discussed, only the tip of the iceberg. And mm. bye for now until later on yeah peace out guys and make sure you uh jump onto the streetwriters.com.au website and use bless msr code for 10 percent off everything do it get some kevlar hoodies some brake socks look we have to end it with some sort of bike thing um yeah yeah we got a <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff that's on pre-order get your summer hoodie right now comes with free armor it's going to be sick. I'm actually pretty keen to get one as well. Um, Sweet. We've got these pants coming out soon that are, that are like... Start that are like, Yeah, you better... <laughs> dude, great time to start riding. Um, got these pants coming out as well that are like uh, all-weather pants. They look like runners, not, not uh, joggers, not runners. I was, was going to say like runner pants. Sorry, so... Yeah, Is like, like sneaker pants? No, no, like they, they look like... They, just, they look like giant... New Balance shoes that you wear as pants. Interesting. (laughs) I think I need to see that. (laughs) Yeah, white. They're white as well. White New Balance is like dad ones, you know. Mm. Um, No, they're like uh, that windproof fabric, water resistant, and and they're super warm. And I'm looking forward to that coming out. I don't know when it's going to happen. Hopefully for next summer because that's a summer thing. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, honestly, um, I'm really glad we actually got to do this because as you explained to me, your schedule is hectic from here on. So I'm glad we got it in before we couldn't anymore. And maybe when you return from your craziness, I don't know what you're doing. I forgot. (laughs) When you return from that, when you turn from your journey, um, we can do another one. And, um, go over more topics or stay in the same topics and just go over them more because uh, it's never ending awesome I, um, yeah maybe we can do a, a learn share podcast a um, learn share what's up oh sharing what we've learned <laughs> sharing what we've learned well we can do that as segments i don't want to do the mm. whole thing no like yeah that. that's what i mean i like, haven't learned mm. shit no, I haven't learned that much. Not, I can't talk about what I've learned for four hours. Well, that's what we've just done. Well, I don't know. I think we've talked about more than what I haven't learned than all we have. Yeah. Um, You've learned you haven't learned it. I've learned. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've learned that I haven't learned it. There you go. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Well, anyways, thank you so much again. And thanks for Ali for, you know, just just being there, you know, just being a trooper and not feeling left out. I tried to include her as much as possible. Um, no worries. Glad to be here. And once Thanks again, yet again, you know, once again, I will bitch about the hardware that I have. I only have two inputs. I will get four, um, eight inputs soon. Just got to fork out the money. Um, is that a good time to mention? There's a Patreon for this. 
No. Okay. Um, no. 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 Please fund me. <laughs> no. Please. Somebody. <laughs> 600. That's all I need. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, this uh, This has been great fun. Yeah. yeah um, Thanks, guys. And we will continue this some other time soon. Yeah. If you're listening out there and you are like, please end it, please. We will catch you on the next one. Alright. <laughs> Yeah.